Welcome to the culture of New York basketball. The metro area is the mecca of basketball in the minds of many. Its iconic brand of streetball is renowned around the world. There's a long list of legends who've come out of these parts, but there's also an even longer list of should-haves that never got their shot. Dribbling Dimes is the happy place for the hoops junkie. This is where the legendary tales and the unknown stories will reside. We'll be speaking with a variety of guests from all over whose ties to the New York game gives them a unique perspective to share. I'm Manny Digital, and along with my co-host Emilio the Poet, we're going to take you off the bench and into the culture of New York area hoops. So lace up and listen to Dribble and Dimes. You gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you want to be judged on wood brain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dimes where scoring never looked this good, I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next when they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy Ice Cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops in prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dimes. This man hails from Brownsville, Brooklyn. He caught the hoops bug watching pros such as World Be Free and Pearl Washington play basketball right at his doorstep in Howard Park. He attended and played at Kareem's alma mater, Power Memorial Academy, and also attended powerhouse prep school, Lorenberg Institute, which produced playground legend Earl the Goat Manigault and the second most championship ring wearing NBA player of all time, Sam Jones. He's also the three-time, I repeat, three-time co-host of the year on the I Am Rappaport podcast and the host of the upcoming This, That, and the Third podcast. Let's rap with the homie G. Moody on this episode of Dribble and Dimes. So, uh, welcome to Dribble and Dimes. My name is Manny Digital. This is Emilio the Poet. And and before we have our guests grace the microphone, um, I just want to say a few choice words about who this person is. Um, so, he's a Brooklyn native. Um, BK stand up. Yeah, BK stand up. <laughs> we, we're in the Bronx right now. So, off top, that's kind of oxymoronic because Brooklyn people tend not to go to the Bronx and vice versa. So, yeah. that... That right there becomes a, a topic of discussion. Yeah, East Coast, West Coast. Uh, you may know him as the three-time, I repeat, the three-time co-host of the year on the I Am Rappaport podcast, smash hit, super global. I think uh, I think you guys are ranked pretty highly in Australia, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and, number one. And throughout the world. Yeah. And, and I mean, by the, by the sound of his voice, for those of you who know, that is G Moody. Yeah. And I'm going to bite Michael Rappaport and say uh, G Moody that sounds like duty. Last name rhymes <laughs> with. Yeah, sorry. Last name rhymes with duty. No disrespect, but I think it's the funniest shit ever. Yeah, everybody likes this. <laughs> so, so welcome. Um, first, I mean, uh, you know, Emilio and I, we're very grateful for you to join us. No doubt. Um, Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Uh, So for those that don't know, and I guess we'll just educate the masses here. So Mr. Moody has been a staple, I think, throughout, you know, media over the last four and a half years through this podcast. Yes. Um, You also have 
had your your fair share of basketball. Uh, Ooh, yeah, a, a pretty nice career from what I gather. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, playing ball. Yep. Yeah. So we want to dive into that, and I know you got a lot of opinions on the state of basketball generally. Yeah, I'm gonna get in um, that too. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> but I, but I do. I, I want to uh, make sure that we touch on the topic of New York culture. Okay. Um, as it relates to basketball, because that is the premise of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can go. I mean, pro and whatever, because I. It's timely. I mean, we'll talk about this down the road on this podcast, but you know, we've got the Jimmy Butler situation that's going down in the NBA right now. Yes, yes. The Knicks and the Nets potentially, from what it sounds like, are in contention to swoop them up. But who the hell knows? I mean, things things go crazy. Yeah. So I would definitely love to get your opinion on that. But why don't we begin? I guess with how you got introduced to the game of basketball here in the city of New York. Um, growing up. In Brownsville, Brooklyn, uh, Howard Howard Houses, uh, I used to come outside. It was like '77. I'm like nine years old, whatever. Um, and I went to the park. I didn't know too many people around my around my way, so I went there and I see back uh, people playing basketball. And I saw one guy who was just better than everybody else, and it was World Be Free, you mm. know. So his talent level. Me seeing how good he was versus everyone else that he was playing with made me love the game of basketball and made me want to play. And also uh, watching, coming outside, watching Pearl Washington. You know, these people are in high school and every summer, you know, World B would come back home and he'd be playing with cats around the way, full courts who were good in high school. You know, this is when basketball in New York City was uh, was like the mecca of high school. So He's playing, he's in the NBA and he's playing against high school kids, but these kids are not scrubs. Right. So he's actually working out. Pearl Washington was uh, in high school. So me just coming outside around the way, going to the park so I could play and then witnessing the talent of, of an NBA player mm-hmm. made me go, man, you know, uh, I, I, I want to play this and I want to I want to uh, look as good as world is shooting. And so I was introduced to it. That just coming outside and seeing an NBA player in my park. So you you were spoiled. Yeah, Basically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, now that I think park? about it, yeah. You had, I mean, you That's had crazy. one of the top players probably in, in the game at that time. At that, he was at his uh, at your doorstep. He was at his prime. It was seventy nine, seventy eight. I used to see him every day. They used to be playing early in the morning. I used to come outside eight a.m. And it was uh, some other pros too. That was that was he would bring from the seventy sixers and stuff. They would yeah. play. Wow. It would be like. Camp in wow. the in the summer. And what what was the name of that park? Howard Park. Howard Howard. Wow. Howard. So Brown's it was right in, in, in the project. In the project. Yeah. Got you. So in our last episode, uh, we had a gentleman by the name of uh, Darren Quinlan, who goes by the name Mister Q. He uh, at the PAL here in the Bronx at Webster PAL. Right. He would play. He would be kind of like the the college athlete that would play you know practice with with people like pro washington yeah right, uh, the and, pros uh, you know Rod, the mccray brothers like a Rod bunch Scooter of Scooter and rodney yeah mount yeah. vernon right uh-huh. so he mentioned he did mention uh it's funny like how you weave things together and that wasn't intentional he mentioned also pro washington and 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 you know how dynamic the yo guy was. that guy was like the beatles man um <laughs> I, I i i had i was 10 and and uh I had some guys from around my block that played ball, and I, you know, they let me troop along. So I used to go to those games, the wheelchair classic, um, a lot of those tournaments in Coney Island. I used to be riding the train with them, 
And Pearl, it was like, really like the Beatles were following this dude, like the fans, and he would just put on a show everywhere. He was really phenomenal. And, and he, I, he, I saw it. And he was on the train. Yep. So I know listening to the I Am Rappaport podcast, there was a big uh, stink about LeBron riding the train for the first time. <laughs> Uh, I think it was last season, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he did it for uh, aesthetic purposes. Right. But, but Pearl and all those guys, we had to get on the train. Right. We right. had that's no that's choice. Right. Yeah, and it was dangerous then, too. But let me right. ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Before you go to the park and see World Be Free, what was your relationship with basketball at that time? Like, were you in it or were you like... I, was, I, was, I wasn't in it. I was watching it on TV. It was tape delay. The okay. finals right. was tape delay. And I would just come outside and shoot hoops. Okay. But then, you know, the older guys played. And then World, I saw World. I said, man, you could, you could actually get that good if you keep playing this game. Wow. So to see an NBA player at 10 outside really, really bugged me out as far as like, damn, I, you know, just he was so much better than everyone else. Right. So, I mean, and then Pearl with the handle. It was just crazy. I can imagine. It was like I, I was uh, like sitting down in a park watching this. That's crazy. Yo, it's and like, everybody used to come to Howard Park because of the NBA players. Right. So it was always full. I wish, I wish we had cameras. It was packed. People was uh, on the fences. Man, uh, that's how I got my introduction uh, into basketball. So... It- Good. Yeah. yeah, my question is like, you know, like Rucker Park, for example. Yeah, Harlem. Um, is it, I'm just trying to be like, if, if you could picture that, it gets crowded NBA players. Is it something like that to where like people are falling over each other to watch? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, like certain time in the afternoon when World would be and his friends or some NBA players, would they would call next. Mm-hmm. That's when people would just crowd around because you're really you're you're watching high level basketball. It wasn't like he was playing with scrubs either. These right. cats were all city in right. high school. You know, my man uh, Trage, my man Derek Givens, my man um, so many James Majors okay. that went to Seton Hall. They all would be out there playing game after game, and I was just part of the audience. That's awesome. Yeah, man. it was really like a professional thing. That's dope. So you were introduced. You. you I call it the cheat code, right? So you caught like the cream of the crop right outside your door. Yep. And and how old were you roughly, you said? Around 10? Um, around years old? 10. Yeah, I came outside like 10, 9, and that's when I saw it. And then, so you rolled around, followed, you know, played around the block and whatnot. But yeah. then, when did you fall into it where now, you know, in high school and well beyond, like it became like a, a, a habit? Well, after that, Couple of summers, I just playing to get, you know, get my talent up, get get better at it. 1979, 1980, I played PAL in Brooklyn. So we used to play these little games, go to Red Hook. So like a little neighborhood team, police athletic league. So they would take us as kids, and we go Red Hook, Brooklyn, play different uh, police athletic leagues. Then you just keep playing, and then Brownsville Jets. Uh, BRC, uh, Greg Jocko Jackson mm-hmm. was one of my first coaches. He was uh, he played for the Knicks. He was World B3's teammate at Guilford, his college. So he took a liking to us. So all of us, our, the kids from my uh, projects, he would take us all around and we'd be playing against older kids. Like we're 11, 12. We're playing against 16, 17 year old kids. So that was like a, a makeshift travel team that you guys ended up yeah. creating? Yeah, because he, Jocko is from Brownsville. Okay. He made the NBA, he played for the Phoenix Suns and the New York Knicks. And when he came back home, he uh, worked at the uh, Brownsville Recreation Center and he would have tryouts. So me and my friends, we all came and he just picked us. 
So it was just, just us. Just some random, just because you were from the neighborhood. Yeah, and yeah. We, we all came down to the gym together, and I think he noticed that. Got it. So out of all those kids, he picked us, and we used to go all around to play the contacts he made in the NBA from like coaches, Philadelphia, Allentown, Pennsylvania. He would take us, Rhode Island, we would go there, destroy them kids. <laughs> and, and that's how we started. You know, that's how I got with ball, just like just constantly playing, sun up to sun down. So was that was that moment when Jocko kind of saw y'all come together and was like, you know what? We're, we're going to do something with these kids. Was that the moment you think where, granted, you're, you're working yourself up, leveling up, trying to get your skills up. Yeah. Was that the moment where you started to see, oh, man, like there's more to this than just me going to the park outside my house? And because you, you yeah. mentioned yeah. you're going to Rhode Island. Right. That's got to be cool. Oh, hell yeah. Right. Yeah. And just going around the city mm. at first, like, you know, different parks. You know, I had a little jitters because we just all played in our park. But then we started going other places and we're kids. We started seeing people, audiences watch us. So, you know, we, we, you know, it gets you indoctrinated into the culture of basketball. And I began to see like, yo, this game actually can take you from these neighborhoods that, you know, I didn't think my neighborhood was so bad. I just loved basketball. Right. right. But uh, Jocko, you, you're going to different neighborhoods. You're seeing different cultures. You're seeing different ethnicities. So basketball kind of formed me like yo i don't have to stay around the way basketball could take me all different places and and that's exactly what it did man <laughs> it opened my eyes because uh if, it, if i didn't have the love of basketball where would i be i'd just be in brownsville right mm-hmm. you know so it expanded your horizon yeah early. absolutely and you meet all types of people that i'm still friends with that's right so cool. you know that's dope where did it take you? Like, uh, you know, like, uh, what was your experiences like? Uh, did you further your education because of yeah, it? Yeah, well, um, after Brownsville Jets, you know, I, I played for uh, uh, the Broncos, Madison Square Broncos. So I was like 13. That's where I met uh, Rappaport. Nice. That's where I met Michael that's Rappaport. The, that's the Madison Square Boys and Girls Club, right? Yeah, on yeah. 28th, I think. It was on 28th and 2nd. So I used to, my mother didn't know I was taking the train. Like, so after school, junior high school, the trains were like 50 cent at that time. Right. And instead of coming home, I would go to Manhattan. I'd sneak to Manhattan because the dude in my gym class said, yo, go to the Broncos. That's where competition is. So I got on the train, went wait, by wait, myself. Time out, time out, time out. <laughs> Your boy was like, leave Brooklyn because yeah. the comp is in downtown Manhattan. Yeah, because I was killing gym class in junior high school. I really? was ill at it. So he was like, yo, yo, shorty, you nice. Go Go, go to the Broncos. I said, what's the Broncos? He said, yo, it's in Manhattan. Yo, my man Kenny, he's there. He going to see you. That was Kenny Anderson he was talking about. Oh, Chibs. I didn't know that. We met him. Chibs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We met him. So we get, I get there, and I think I'm nice, right? I said, man, I'm nice. I see this left-handed kid. This kid is dribbling with two balls. Nobody can stop him. Um, we had a drill where you dribble. And uh, it's like you dribble, I dribble, and we try to take the ball from one another while dribbling. Yeah, nobody could take it. This, this, this that dude was like an NBA player at 14. Wow. wow! I saw him, I couldn't believe it, and I was like, "Yo, I'm good, but I ain't that nice." Right. Uh, Carlton Screen was there. Paco from uh, he went to a uh, Providence. Okay. So it just it was just a place where you took your talents to measure them right against other parts of the city rather than just around your way. Right. So I went there. I made the team. 
I was me, I was playing on the team with Kenny Anderson. We we're like 13, 14, whatever. And then after that, that got me to go into Power Memorial mm. based on my play and based on people seeing me. So basketball opened up everything for, for me as far as New York City. Wait, wait, let me ask you a question. What positions did you play? At you know, it was a I had a scoring ability, but I, I played one and two. But oh, most okay. of the time, the coaches always put me at two, two. Right. because my mind, as, as a point guard, your, your mind is supposed to be distributed. Mm-hmm. I was I had a knack for putting the ball in. Nice. And, and is that uh, another way to say that you was uh, a chucker? Uh, <laughs> nah, nah. My yeah, talent, yeah. Right, my talent from growing up around the way and, and playing. Mm-hmm. I had a talent for scoring. I wasn't. A pass first, right? right. You didn't know. So the coaches right. say, "Yo, this dude, this little cat, little skinny dude, this is a score." Right. So they put me in the right place, but I could do that. Right. As I got older, I said, "Man, the game is about passing." Mm-hmm. Right. If you're a point guard, right. You know, you mess up the game if it's some shoot first. A la Russell Westbrook. Right. Oh, we got something to see. We got. We got. See, about we get that. into all that. <laughs> so, so, so you, were, so you were Westbrook before Westbrook. Is that? I, I wasn't that bad. Okay. I okay. wasn't that bad. Okay. I had some self awareness about Good. the teammates. And sh- Good. <laughs> you knew that there was four other players right, right, on your right. team. He has no conscience. He's like, yo, yo. it's me in the basket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, but first of all, shout out to Kenny A. Yo, Russell, don't don't take this personal, Russell Barry. Yeah. We, we, we got your back, Mr. Chibs, left rack. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yo, that's is Kareem. And him as the top New York players of all time. We're gonna I get got, there. I, all right, we're gonna okay, get there. Right, right, gonna, I want okay. your list. I want right, your list. Right. Yes, but, yes, but I wait, heard about But I want to go back to the culture. So as okay. you're going, so so we're at, at Madison Boys and Girls Club. Yes. Um, you're playing with the Broncos. From when Jocko put you in, you know, started taking you around yeah. to Madison Square. Uh, yeah, to the Madison Square Boys and Girls Club. How was the culture shifting? For you, because I'm, I'm sure there was an established culture already mm-hmm. around you. Yeah. But as you're injecting yourself into the game of basketball here in New York, right? How did you see that shift? Because what I've gathered from other folks is, you know, once you're in it, you see this thing kind of move and evolve so rapidly that you kind of can't even really pay attention to what's happening. So, like here in the city, right. how, how did that pan out for you? Um, after I left Brooklyn and I started to travel to Manhattan, um. The Brooklyn thing, how it changed for me, Brooklyn was just, with Jocko, we would just play in Brooklyn, right? And uh, in the BRC, we would play different teams. But when I went up to the boys club, I mean, uh, uh, Madison Square Boys Club, it's citywide. It's all these different tournaments that Jocko, we we hadn't went to. Right. Citywide, Elm Corps, each one, teach one, all kind of different leagues that the Broncos, I was playing in. Right. So I'm exposed to everybody mm-hmm. and I'm going against cats from all, all over. Whereas Brooklyn, where I was in Brooklyn, it was just really much that those areas. Right. And I seen the illest cats, man, like Malik Sealy. Uh, oh, man. man, you know, these guys are my mm-hmm. age. So mm-hmm. I'm playing against them and in, uh, Jamal Walker, uh, all, you know, all kind of nice cats. So I was able to play in different tournaments. Right. LaGuardia House, citywide, uh, citywide in the mornings. Our first games is at Brandeis High School, eight o'clock in the morning, <laughs> citywide. So I'm on a train at seven. Your what's game your, is at eight. What's your mom telling you? My mom said, yo, <laughs> she knew I loved ball. Okay. She knew like, yo, this kid likes basketball. He just, I know he ain't getting into no foolishness. He's going to the game. So I, I'd be there every, every weekend, citywide, Brandeis. 
every, wow. every Julian Richmond, you got a game there. So I was really one of those kids, I don't know if you see him anymore, that had the uh, backpack on yeah. and they riding the trains and they got three games in a day. Mm -hmm. I was one of them cats, man. So wow. that culture, I don't see it anymore because of the AAU. Mm -hmm. right. And I'm, you know, sometimes I'm on the train and I see some kids with like ball and stuff. I'm like, yo, that was me. But it was hard body back in the day because right. Right. New York City culture was really basketball centric. And we always produced mad ball players. Right. Rod Strickland, Pearl Washington, Kenny Anderson. The list goes on. And it, it ain't so much like that anymore. What do you think the biggest difference is? So you mentioned AAU. Right. A lot of there's a debate, you know, a lot of people consider that to be a plague. Some people consider that to be, you know, a positive thing. Right. What do you think is cuz I mean we're not talking about a lot of years here. We're yeah, talking about maybe 20 years. Right. When you see that big shift. Yo, I don't I, it has to be that it has to be that AAU because when I was coming up, it was the parks would stay full. Yeah. With with kids, with high school guys, with men always playing. The culture of basketball was vibrant. You go to any park, mad games. I got next, this and that, all over. Then it just shifted. So all that stuff, it went to the gyms, I think. And mm -hmm. it changed because you don't see that as much. And um, I, I, I don't know what what shifted it. Mm. But back, uh, in New York City, it was when I was coming up, it was that was all you did. Right. Like as a kid, like, yo, we coming out. We we gonna play Skelly and then that, and then we gonna and, and, and then we gonna play Ring Alivio and then we going to the, to the park, you know. And it's all day, yeah. all night when the lights come on. Next day the same thing. So you don't see that no more. Nah, right. nah. People got video games to play. Yeah. We did we did that for like ten years. I was about to say people don't know about Skelly. They probably need an app to play Skelly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah, know. That's real talk. You don't know about that. It's sad. Google it. It's sad. Yeah, word. <laughs> It's sad Because my thing is this Like I feel like Okay I hear you about the AAU I can't speak about it Because I've I never been to that level Me but, neither But I want to ask you Nowadays I feel like Also video games Have a huge huge influence In yeah, kids yeah. And I feel like It's not just a, Forget about just being Pro athletes Like just being healthy And doing something productive Right right. right yeah. I feel like that's a big Big thing Do you feel like That has anything to do with it Or do yeah. you feel like Are you talking more From the era from where you saw fit, like uh, from the cutoff that you were playing ball, right. the AAU kind of took over that. We space. well, video games did play a part. I had video games, but it wasn't at the level of these kids. Right. right. But my thing was, I'm coming outside. Right. I, you know, we were kids who were, were, were athletic. It wasn't just staying in front of the the the, the watching the consoles and shit. We right. did that. It was like for a little bit of time. Right. But it wasn't centered around that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, we're gonna play stickball. We're gonna play football. We're going to uh, stoop ball. We're going to be with the Puerto Ricans. Cats play handball. Yeah. Right. Right? <laughs> we go. We play baseball with the Dominicans. It's every fucking... Excuse me. It was that, everything. Good. Right. Everything. And that provided a great childhood. But then I was thinking, what if I? What if there were mobile phones? Mm. That would have changed. changed that would have changed. We wouldn't have been doing that. Right. I would have been on my phone. I know that. Oh, man. Right? Oh, that, man. That's, that's some great technology. And if they had that in 1979 and 80... I probably would have been the same way. I probably wouldn't have been like, yo, this is dope. Yo, Snapchat, Instagram. Yeah. Imagine they had all that. Yeah. You wouldn't be, we wouldn't be so much into what we were. But thank God, you know, I was able to, to come outside and meet people and, and, and play ball and do things, man. Right. Travel, catching bees, 
had the greatest childhood, man. We catching bees? Catching bees. Brooklyn cats, no. Yo, the bees are around the, 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 the grass. Nothing to do. Get a jar, mason jar, put some foliage in, put some leaves in, and catch bees. <laughs> or, or lightning bugs and bug out what's See, going on. See, the lightning bugs, I'm with you. But the Yo, bees, but we are talking about bees too. Hold on, to put on my mom on. Bee, on bees are going extinct. So it's Brooklyn cats that we have to blame. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much, yeah. Brownsville. We, we ain't had else, nothing else to do, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. Here in the Bronx, we're going to mess with a Brooklyn cat right. all day. You in our home turf. That's what's up, man. Oh, B- BX. I love BX. It nah, looks yo, like you, Brooklyn. You, you've been here a long time, bro. Yeah, yeah you so, from us now. You're part yeah, of us I'm, now, man. You adopted. Yeah, yeah I am. Adopted. We took you in. Now, I you, am. You, home, you ain't homegrown, but you close enough. Yo, I, I remember coming out here. With my uh, my aunt lived on a Bruckner and Powers or something. Yeah. Yo, it was devastation. Yeah. Yes. Yo, oh, I remember coming off the Bruckner with my pops. And being like, yo, her building was the only one standing. standing. Everything mm. was rubble. Yes. The Bronx made a resurgence, man, because yeah. people don't understand. It was like Berlin out here, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yep. I remember, remember, right? I remember yeah. that. Yeah, uh, I remember uh, back in the '80s. I want to say late '80s. I think President Ronald Reagan, if I'm not mistaken, came out here, man, and we just saw number rubble behind him. Yeah. And then Mayor uh, uh, Dinkins. Dinkins. No. Dink- Dinkins came out here too. Jimmy Carter too. Jimmy Carter came out. Yeah, on Charlotte so there's Street. A couple, yeah. so, but I just remember these images. I remember, I'm a kid. I'm, right. I'm, at this time, I'm not, right. I'm not knowing what's going on. I'm just seeing the images. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm seeing who you know this figure and this rubble behind. They call oh, it the Bronx. Yeah. I'm like, right? Like you know what I mean? Like I'm not. People really, don't understand it. You just look at how communities were back when the Bronx was really, really bad. You, it's unbelievable that people were actually just living around living, all that, right? All the rubble. Right. It's crazy. But it's people, crazy. people adapt, man. Yeah. That's that's what's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I want to, I want to kind of go back before we move forward from, from the Madison Square Boys and Girls Club. Okay. You mentioned a few names, Malik Seeley, Kenny Anderson, a few other cats that you- Rest in peace, Malik Seeley. Yeah. Rest in in peace, sure. Yeah. Um, you played with some amazing talent there. Not, not to, not to belittle you, but I mean, you have, you have names that a lot of people recognize. Yeah. 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 What are some stories that you can share with us from those moments, like from not necessarily from those players, yeah. but from that experience that that just I don't know signifies kind of that moment in time? Um, Lloyd Daniels, mm-hmm. um, Sweet Pea, yo, seeing him play, seeing him uh, hit fadeaway jumpers left-handed from the corner. Wow! I mean, just the, the talent of Kenny Anderson, my man, uh, B.J. Carter from Queens went to Hillcrest High School. Uh, uh, so yo, it was it. It's so many that you know. Rod Strickland, uh, Tip Dog in Harlem, mm-hmm. the Gauchos. Uh, yo, it's and just seeing being on the court with some of them dudes. You know, my talent level wasn't there. It wasn't there, but I I could play right. with them and not right. be no bench warmer. Right. And dudes would pass to me because if you wasn't nice or you wasn't anything, you're not getting the ball passed to you. You just on the court. Right. I wasn't in that category. Right. And um. But just seeing their talent level lets you know where you stood. Mm-hmm. Right. So, man, I just, you know, Kenny Anderson was, was uh, the one that was stood out the most. Like, i never seen a 13-year-old that nice. Was it, was it his handle? Yeah. His Unbelievable poise? handle. Dribbling fast as you can, stopping on a dime, throwing it behind your back without, without taking a look at it. Right. So going from just right to left and just moving like that without looking at it. So for a normal kid, you take a little glance at it so you can see where it's at. Right. He did that full speed, boom. 
unbelievable. I was right up on it. I played with him in a tournament called Amsterdam Action okay. on 68th in uh, Amsterdam, across from Lincoln Center. It was me, Kenny Anderson, uh, Malik Sealy, wow. and uh, some other cats that was crazy nice. I didn't get much run. I scored four points, but I was on that crew. That's right. You know many, what I'm saying? How, how many elbows did you give? I, yo, I didn't get those, that. Don't that's not on the stat sheet, but I'm, that, that counts. Yo, <laughs> I got rebounds and I passed to them cats, and they passed to me, and I hit a couple of jumpers. Okay, and uh, we had uh, they anybody listening that played for Riverside Church know our coach was Turtle. Okay, yeah, so just want to make, make how, was, it, how was Turtle? Turtle was all right. He was a little had a little substance abuse problem, oh, but uh, come on, who who who? I mean, that was the era. Yeah, yeah. Was who, was, who was opposite you? Who were you facing? Any, no, anybody of note uh, to mention at this moment? Yeah, who, who gave you fits? At that moment. I'm talking about in that space. Of in that like space. Kenny A and all these people that you were playing against. And that, right? I, play, I played against, when I was, I played against Kenny Anderson in uh, Brandeis. It was uh, Riverside. Guarding each other? Yeah, Riverside. He, of course, he won't remember. Riverside against uh, the, uh, the Broncos. Uh-huh. Man, that dude was off the chain, man. So many ill and ones. Wow. I I I was doing my thing, but <laughs> but I've never seen these dudes laying like laying out big man like crazy and ones. I was like, I went back like, damn, like I used to be like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> like like just I knew we all knew that dude is going to the NBA. Right. Let me ask you a question because you you mentioned a lot of names, a lot of people that you were very passionate saying these names. Yeah. I want to know: Do you feel, as in retrospect, do you feel like there's names that could have made it oh, all yeah. the way that perhaps didn't make it for whatever? My man, my, a guy I played with, basically second grade with this dude. We were playing ball growing up. My dude Al Williams. Okay, what position? He went to he he point guard. Us. Point guard extraordinaire. He went to a. a Thomas Jefferson High, then he transferred to Truman. He played with Rod Strickland and nice. okay. Greg, Greg Poindexter. Okay. Dude was a, a perfect point guard. Uh, I learned, I took, I got all my um, my heart from him because this dude was fearless. We're little kids, basically. Right, right. And we go in these gyms in Brooklyn or whatever, and this dude didn't have any fear whatsoever. He going at these dudes, he busting these dudes' ass. So, Playing on the team, I was like, yo, I'm in second grade with this guy. So if he could do it. Yeah, it gave you confidence. Yeah, it was like, oh, shit. I, I, yo, yeah, yeah, go. I, I'm going to go at him, too. Like, that type of stuff. <laughs> right. So, yo, it was a, a lot of players that I played with. Jason Williams, who uh, was went to St. John's. Yes. Played we, for the Nets. Yeah, we went to Powell yes. Memorial together. Oh, that was nice. The, that was the first dude I met on the first day of school. He asked me, did I play ball? Nice. And, um, okay. yo, just... So wait, you guys didn't get to finish, right? No, nah, it was down. it closed the next year. Right. So we did one Got year it. in power. Okay. I had a, a, I had a Jason Williams. Who else? Jamal uh, Mack? No, Jamal Mack? No, no, no. No, no. He was he was. I think he was. Uh, it was. Oh, uh, so Mel Kennedy was there. Daryl's guy went to Seton Hall. It was a, that school was a factory for hoopers at that time. Wow. We're talking eighty two. Oh, 83. Jamal Mack was nowhere near. Yeah, eighty three. <laughs> um, Man, Norris McAdoo, this dude had half an arm. Oh, what? Crazy nice. Like homeboy now from the from the football. Yeah, Seahawks. Yeah. yeah. This dude, crazy nice. He, you could Google him. He had like a, a nub. We call him Lucky. He's from yeah. Harlem. Okay. Crazy nice. I first saw him. I, I said, man, I'm just going. I'm gonna take the ball from this right. one. Right. Never did it. Wow. That night, nice. did he use the nub at all? Yeah, he like, shot. To be he funny. had the ball right here. Oh, yo, that's crazy. 
My I man was I crazy nice. Believe, I can't believe you telling me this. Norris McAdoo. Lucky. People hall no. Luck. I never heard no shit yeah. like that in my he was a, life. Yo, crazy nice. Then after that school closed, cats went to St. Raymond's. My yeah. man Ray Echoes. Yo, so many nice dudes, man. So many that I came up. Glad I came up in that era. We talking 80s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. best, best time, man. Yo, sh awesome. Shout out to St. Raymond's, St. Raymond's, way. baby. Yeah, Ravens, we, we, we were Ravens, man. We Ravens. Yeah, we Ravens. My brother and I, Amelia and I are, are Ravens. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I've been to all those schools. I, 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 would, I would squawk, but nah, that's not that's not how I get down. Um, we, we, this weekend, we were at um, at a tournament. It was, uh, it's called ACC. Basically, it was uh, All City Champions, I think is what, what the right, group right. is called. Um, it was New York versus Philly. So, the so they did. They did a game on Friday. Oh, sorry, a series of games on Friday in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And the next day on Saturday, they did a series of games in New York. Okay. In the, in, I think Rams. I saw that on Instagram. You yeah, got yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I posted yeah. some stuff. Yeah. So, yo, I got to tell you. So, you mentioned at, at the onset here of our interview the talent level that you saw, you know, at the park and, and you know, high school age kids. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't remember a time, and granted, I'm, I'm a little younger than you are, mm -hmm. but I can't remember a time where I've seen such gifted athletes. Yeah. I, I mean, I probably shouldn't say this because the price is going to go up, but <laughs> it was, yo, I paid $10. I saw three amazing games, yes. mm -hmm. and it was the class of 2021, class of 2020, and class of 2019. Mm. Sophomore, junior, and senior age cats. Wow. Every single matchup was, I mean, yo, it was, I'd say, better than a lot of NBA games. Wow. Because yeah. it's yeah. very competitive, right? Yes. It was Intense. high intensity. Yeah. Like, you know how people talk about, like, the love of the game? Right. You saw it in full display. Yeah. All across minute that. To, yeah. Every minute. It. Every second of the game. Baseline and, and it baseline. Was, and it felt like it was on fast forward. Wow. And nobody missed. It was quick. Boom. But they, nobody made mistakes. It was just quick, 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 quick. You score, I'm going to score. You make a three, I'm going to make right. three threes. Right. Yeah, you know? There was, there was a ton it, of Entertaining. You, you um, couldn't blink. Yeah, you don't when, blink. You blink, it's over. That's when basketball is at its most fun. Yeah. yeah. When everybody's in it. Yes. Defending. Yeah. Physical. Yes. Yeah. Everything. I, I love the physical play because yes. that, that ramps it up. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yo, that's what's up. No fighting, just like, yo, right. this is what it's about. And we, you know, we spoke to Coach Lopez at St. Raymond. I was like, yo, we going to get some of this from the Ravens this year? He was like, yeah, we're looking, we looking all right. So, really? Uh, so I'll be there. Speaking of which, man, we, we I was making note. You saw my physical play. Yes. I feel like the NBA has lost a little bit of that with the power forward position being kind of obsolete a little bit. It's right. kind of like... You run, shoot, and right. jump. They you know, want scoring, right? Just right. But we saw this big, bulky dude who uh, at the game. Uh, the kid that's going to Villanova from Philly. The, yeah, I can't, I can't remember, remember his, his name, name, man. I'm so sorry, man. I'm gonna plug you up in this set. We had this up for you. Point is, he remind me of, like Carl Malone, right? You know, but it's kind of like a lost arc, and uh, maybe I should segue into the question of mm -hmm. like, far as what you think the state of the game is, because okay. I feel like. Yo, you can't help your size. You can't help, you know, how you grow. Like, you can't... Everybody's not a point guard. Everybody's not a shooting guard. Everybody's not a center. Right. But, yo, you you are what you are. Do you... I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm kind of biased with this question, but do you feel like that that kind of aspect is missing? Do you feel like it should be integrated into the NBA, or do you feel like, yo, these are not the times for big dudes to be in the game? Anymore? Oh, that the, the, the game has evolved. Okay. And, and it's a positionless game now. Okay. So Dwight Howard, that's why Dwight Howard is floundering. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it ain't no more throwing. You you gotta he gotta guard the dude at at three the three point line. Right. Yeah. So it ain't no more. Oh, we going inside out. 
Right. It's like, yo, you got to guard KP. KP out here dribbling, cutting cats, cooking cats. You got to come guard him. Mm-hmm. But we don't have to guard you because your game hasn't evolved to that point yet. Um, and it's too late. It, it passed him by. He's right. passe. That's why he's team to team to team. It ain't no more down low dudes, man. You got to handle Dirk Nowitzki like kind of started all that. Yes, Remember he was out true. there? Yes. So now it's positionless. Right. So that that's where the game is went. It ain't no like yo, okay, we're gonna go back. That that that's over. Right. So you, but that's that's your preferred brand of. I like player. the game like that. Yeah. I like I like the game like that. You need to be able to do everything. Yeah. Okay, but hear me out on this. This is my only contention about what you just said. I'm sorry. I, his name is Eric Dixon. Eric Dixon, he's shout you out, man. Six foot eight, going to Villanova from yeah. Philly. He's a truck. He kid's is, a truck. He's, yeah. a, he's yeah. a monster. Okay. He's, he's a, a monster. Monster. Shout out to you, man. Shout out in Villanova. Yes. Going to to this question. My this is my only contention about what you just said. If you're a seven footer, think about a seven footer now. Seven footer, let's say two fifty. Mm-hmm. This just for the sake of all right. Naturally, you probably not as agile as a six foot two dude, right? Right? No. But not always. <laughs> right. You're not. I mean, let's just okay. say okay. on average, right? right. Not right. everybody. Some there's gonna be some supreme athletes out there, but you know, on average, right? Because we came in an era where we saw these big seven footers lumbering who were slow, cats. Yeah. slow as foot, but they had skill, right? right? But fine, okay, you say it was evolved. I get that. My point still being, if you're a seven footer, two fifty. Most of the time, you're probably not as agile as the point guard because the point guard handles the rock. He's super agile. He's moving at speeds, blazing, right? Yep. Most of the time. So my point is, it's, I feel like it's an unfair advantage to make the game completely surrounded upon the ball-dominant guards to where the center has to kind of now become a, a guard, basically, just to stay in the game. Because, yo, th- let's say, how about feet size? The man got a size 20 yo. Where he going? Yo, yo. Where is he going? Magic where? Johnson revolutionized the game. That's not fair. And made big guys. <laughs> Magic Johnson. And made big guys. Yo, we can dribble. Right. We could be out here doing this too. Right. Six nine point guard revolutionized the game, turned it on its ear. So as time progressed, now you got uh, KD bringing the ball up, right. LeBron yeah. bringing it up. KD is seven feet basically. Right. His handle is like me. It's like you know you can dribble like that. You got handle. I could do what he could do. We're gonna test that. <laughs> but I'm that saying like, you never, segment. You you never <laughs> saw. A 6'11 dude behind the back, right. spinning, yo, with no problem. Right. So Magic Johnson is responsible for giving big cats the confidence to say, yo, we can dribble like these dudes. And now what you're seeing in it, the game, yo, the European players, that's all they've that's been all doing. They've been doing. Right. So they're they coming over here and Dwight Howard and all that inside out, that's the old game. LeBron, he do it all. Right? Yes. Yeah. You know, I want to touch on Dwight. I want to touch on Dwight because I I got a lot of bones to pick, but I'll pick on this one. I remember a a few years ago, about six, eight years ago, Akeem Olajuwon wanted to train uh, Dwight Howard. I don't know if you guys saw this. I remember the pivots and all that. Right. So Dwight came out of it like, ah, I can't. Like, basically, he, like, didn't go 
fully with yeah, the right, workout. Like, right, right. I feel right. like he took it for granted. Right. And I'm thinking, like, yo, this is one of the greatest of all time, my brother. The if dream. that man spit, you catch it. They call him the dream. If he spit, you you put your hand out and catch the man. Right. What? Like, you know, don't uh, soak it up. Yeah. Mind you, same um, Kobe Bryant, same same trainer, uh, Kim Olajuwon. He's soaking all that up. His footwork is amazing. My thing is, you didn't evolve because you didn't allow. You didn't want to evolve. You thought I'm the man. I'm making 150 million. He's, he's going to yeah. last forever. Right. And they're going to just soak it up and he's going to take my 19 points and 10 rebounds and that's just going to be... My man, you should be dropping 25 a game. They, we were talking about that 10 years ago. They, and now the game, like you said, passed you by. Yeah, they wasn't even giving him the ball. Right. <laughs> he don't deserve it. He don't deserve it. And Atlanta, he was doing that. And at Houston, it was like up and down. You were the fourth option. Yeah. Right. Because the ball's on the perimeter. Right. You got to be out here guarding these cats, man. And he, yeah, and he, we're not going to you. We're not. We're not going to. No plays will be run for you. That's <laughs> fascinating, man. He's, he's using the Wizards now. Do you feel like that center position is gone? Then? It's gone. You got to have handle at the center position. That's crazy. What? What? what Look what, at Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid got some. Yeah, he right. got skill. Yeah. He got skill. He got all the skills. Would Shaq be able to guard these dudes? Nobody. Nah. And if you take Shaq out. Yeah, you beat over. these guys it's all over. the time. He's not guarding the rim. Right. He's guarding the three-point line because homeboy can shoot. Right. But let me say this, though, because when Shaq was in his prime, he dominated the game. Yeah, right? yeah. Dominated like, yo, yeah. it was scary. I, I'm, not a, I'm not, a, not a huge Shaq You think dude. he could do it now? Of course not, but the game, but the game has changed. Right, right. So that's, but again, it goes back to like, yo, my point about the story is it's error. It's error-based. Right, right. That's the error that, that was the thing, right? right? Whereas, you know, back... Inside out. Right. Like, yeah. it's just, now it's just a different error. Right. Also, because the personnel is not there. We don't have... 278 pound people that can move like Shaq used to all either. Yeah. I don't see that. No, it's, yeah. a, it's a more athletic build across the board. Look at Joel Embiid. Yeah. I mean, the man, you've never seen a guy, I mean, I'm not going to say never, but you know, recently you haven't seen a guy that big right. with that kind of skill set. Threes and he could cross yeah. you over. Yeah. But I mean, what we saw at the high school level right. this weekend, oh, for sure. I think is, is, is the new wave. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you see the, the, the speed, the height, the athleticism in the, in the league now. Yeah. But in the positionless game, like, yo, I'm seeing, we were seeing, I don't know, maybe five, eight, leaping, dunking, like it's nothing. Really? I, yeah, I, gotta, I gotta see it. Yo, I'm, I wish yo, it was there. I gotta see it. As a matter of fact, yo, the G. next one, yo, I'm dead Invite serious. me, I'll come. I'll, yeah, 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 you I'll got come. to. Yeah, 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 I'm dead serious. I'm dead. Yo, to a man, I was... Yeah, I wish because I got there late. I was volunteering. I swear, I wish I was there throughout the whole thing. I was electric the whole time. I don't remember last time. Yo, I and it was yo, it was ten dollars. Yes, man. It was support I, your locals. I'm, yo, I'm upset. Support your. I'm locals. upset for the school because I went there. I'm like, yo, I hope Sam Raymond making something out of that right, tournament. Right. It should have been twenty. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, it was man. it was a good size of people. I feel like it was almost damn near sold out. It, yeah, it was. It I was feel pretty, like there was barely seats. It should have been. It should have been. I mean, the way the games were. I mean, this is the best cats from New York right. versus the best cats from from Philly. Wow, it's amazing. It should have been yeah, lying around I, the yeah, block. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but to it. your point, right? And if this was the eighties and maybe early nineties, I bet you that's that oh, that's man. a good point. Yeah, man. that's yeah. a good point. Been, but because people are a lot, you know, people on their phones, man. Yeah, you complacent about those. Yeah, things. yeah. So, and you know who revolutionized the game next? Steph Curry. Yeah. Wow, that's true. That's yeah. where everybody's shooting threes and all that. That's a good point. But I hate I, I hate, hate that. I hate because you ain't if you ain't Steph. Right. You, 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 you can't no just be pulling. You got no business. Let me tell you, man. I'm gonna tell you something. It's, it's, I, I, so I used to coach fifth graders. Right. Okay. I got one through five position. 
Every last one of them thinking they Steph Curry. Yeah. yeah. All right? And I'm like, let me tell you something. All right? If somebody don't get me rebounding right here, ain't nobody right. playing. Just, just pulling indiscriminately. Practice is canceled. Yeah. That, that ruins the game, man. That's what I'm saying. Because that's a one-of-a-kind dude. Right. Yeah. That's, put, that's the best shoot in, I've ever seen. He put I've never seen anybody shoot like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. Neither. Right. I can't. Uh, yeah, I With agree. the frequency. You know what it is? Because the only comparison I had was Reggie Miller at one point. I feel like Reggie Miller was shooting for he, half court. He, he's, not in his, he's not in his league, bro. No. Yo, oh, this I, is, like, this I is, can prove it to you. This is a New York podcast. I can and prove he, it to you. He's an enemy of the That's state. That's crazy. See this shit here? <laughs> you know why Reggie Miller not in his league? Oh, you said that. Reggie Miller has to run around screens. Okay, but. This guy he, he will break you. And shoot from half court. Okay, from half okay, court. okay, okay. This this is end true. of story. It's true. End of story. This okay. dude running around these screens. My man just boom, boom, ball is gone. Okay, okay. Net applause. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cue the shimmy. Word. <laughs> okay, okay, but it, let's let's keep the, again keep it in error form. Shooting guards at one point in time. That's that's a part of what the Clay Thompson is very similar to that with what you described. Yes, like you come off of the screen. Right. It's, you know, you know, I, I, I go back to guys like uh, Richard Hamilton, Rip Hamilton. Yep. From, he used to come off screens even though he's more yeah. The point being is that's the era of that. You didn't have a two guard with handle because no, that just I wasn't. Uh, no, no, I'm not saying ever. No, oh, I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about that time frame. I'm not saying era. ever. Okay. I'm saying for the most part that just wasn't their job. And now it's like you're got handle. You Steph Curry. I agree with you. He's the best shooter I've ever seen because I think he could do everything Reggie Miller could do oh, as far yeah. as his style and do it off the right, court. Right, right. See, uh, also, Reggie Miller didn't have that. You know, you got to have rhythm, all that ill handle. Right, he, he, never had, he didn't have all he that. He never had that. So it's just, if, if it's not in your makeup right. and you need screens, all you need is a smidgen of space. Right. So I rub you off the screen and then it's gone. Right. But what about when it's me and you and I'm just defending you? Right. How can you get me off of you? You right. can't. Steph can and shoot it best ever. My, okay, I, I, that's a strong, that's a strong argument. Yeah, that's it. Okay, la, just one point about that. Watch Draymond Green's big ass. Okay, setting some goddamn oh, screens around no, no, here. No, no. That's all I'm saying. That's part of the game. That's part of the game. I'm just saying with his big ass. Ever so big. Yo, ass. but the, primarily he doesn't score on them screens. Right. Pr- primarily, it's bringing it up, yeah. right. clearing it out, free, 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 free. and he got check YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not Woo. taking. I'm not yeah. taking nothing away from Curry. Curry's done things I stood on. Yo. My brain don't get. We don't. I don't get it. It's, I don't. I mean, I've you know, never seen nothing like that. When yeah. I lived out in the Bay Area, I was fortunate enough to see um, when Golden State was playing Houston, one of those playoff runs. Okay. And Golden State won out. I was at that game before right. they went to the. Yeah, the Western Conference Finals, I believe it was. Right. And, man. It's like a circus. It's like, yeah. really, like, yeah, like, it like watching it on TV is one thing and it's amazing. Right. But when you see it, you, you couple the atmosphere at, at you know. Oh, yeah. At, at, I forget the name of the damn stadium now, but where, where uh, the Golden State Warriors. Oracle. It's Oracle. Oracle. Yes, yeah. exactly. Sorry. So, Oracle Arena. Plus his amazing talent. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, he's a spectacle, man. Yeah, he's a spectacle. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. game. It's, it is beautiful. I feel like he's is a gift and a curse. Like he 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 made the game what it is today, but he also like it's a gift and a curse. Yeah, now like you he got also to destroy it a little bit because everybody thinks they they Steph Curry. Trey with put, Trey Young, he thinks he's Steph Curry too. Can we not? 
I'm not too much going on. Nah, I'm, I'm, the jury's still out for me on Trey. Me too. I'm still waiting to see. I'm still waiting. I don't know what the hype was about. I, I want to see it. I want to see it. It's just that he, he's just style of play. He's his style of play. No, I mirrors. See, I see that Steph Curry. I see That's the it. imitation. But, I see that, but I don't see the production. but the results. Yeah. But we got to give him some time. No, like, let's I'm, be all I'm, fair. Hey, I'm gonna. I'm, I got the patience. Not, the slate is clean. Let's see what yeah, you could do. I, I got patience. I, I'm, I, I'm not. I don't think you could mirror Steph Curry though. Like, and this is another thing. Let's be honest, man. Look, he had an unfair advantage. The man's father was Del Curry. Del Curry's a great shooter. In Regardless, he was in, in, in the NBA. Hold on, he was in the NBA <laughs> shooting around with pros yeah. at ten years old. That's not that's not an excuse. I'm not Sean, making it as an excuse. Sean I'm just Kemp saying. has I don't know 15 kids, okay. and not a one of them, not a one of them, no, but is, okay. is getting no no kind of burden. No right, way. right. But then again, it, it, you know, I'm sorry, Sean Kemp. I'll do this to you, but it's already out there. Sean Kemp was a little bit of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> he made but, a little thing. So the influence don't fall too far from the tree. But there's there's a lot of kids who. From these pros, that I agree with. Right, 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 Michael Jordan got a son, and we don't right, know where yeah. he at. I, I wouldn't play where ball if I was his son. Right, right. Yeah, that's a lot like, of pressure. Nah, I'm good. That's Those a lot of pressure. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's unfair, man. But you know, again, at the end of the day, Steph Curry was one of those that took advantage of what I'm talking about. Yeah, which yeah. that's what I'm saying. The, all the resources he was rich in, he he dove in head first. So wait, I want I want to bring us back. Okay, because yes. yes. we, we left the the city. NBA We we out somewhere else. Right. Good. 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 But but no, this is all good. This is all good. Um, but I want to get back to you, right. Mr. Moody. So, you mentioned Power Memorial. Yeah. Then you left there and you went? Erasmus Hall. Erasmus in Hall. In Brooklyn. Um, okay. Played against that? some... Oh, it was great, man. I I, I first got there, uh, played, uh, was on the team, uh, played against some guy in gym class. This guy bust my ass. He was on the team. His name was Rodolfo Bino. Mm, crazy nice. Crazy nice. Uh, actually... Then I was on the team. Then he he graduated, and uh, you know Rappaport came to Erasmus Hall okay. with me because he was uh, in um, Los Angeles. Came back, said, "Yo, come to my school." So we went there. We played high school. I played against Conrad McCray, uh, rest in peace. Yep. Uh, Mo Scurry went to UNLV. Brooklyn had mad mad ball players. This was before Marbury. Like you know, I'm a little older than yeah. Steph. So Brooklyn, back in Brooklyn, playing against uh, Brooklyn Tech, so many schools, Midwood, Grady, Eli Whitney, Lincoln, doing work in there and, and just just taking it, man, just loving it, just playing hoops. That's dope. And then, so did you go off to boarding school also? After, after Erasmus, I think it was 11th grade, I went to Laurenburg Prep with uh, Gil Reynolds. I, uh, he was a great coach. Okay. Rest where, in peace. Where is that? Pennsylvania? That's in uh, Laurenburg, North Carolina. So oh, it's like okay. Oak Hill Academy, but yeah. Laurenburg. Man, the best coach I ever had was Gil Reynolds. Okay. I was out there with um, uh, cats from New York, and we had a team. We were destroying all the whole North Carolina cats. But um, best coach I've ever had, he coached World Be Free. World Be Free told me uh, that was the dude that put him in the NBA. Because this school, that, the coaching was intense. Prior to him, I was just playing off of talent. Right. Or whatever little talent I had, I was just playing off of that. Got there, really learned the game of basketball, really learned angles, all kind of drills. We didn't even shoot the basketball. It was just mad drills day after day. That dude was the best by far. Man. And, and anybody that played with him will tell you that. Gil Reynolds. He made a lot of, uh, a lot of NBA players. John Sally yep. played with Gil. Um, and he'll tell you best best coach ever. 
And, and so you were there the remainder of your high school tenure? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you go an extra year there? No. Okay. No. I, I didn't know that was possible. Like, I hear these cats. Actually, I was overhearing a conversation the other day where you do, like, I don't know, three years at a normal high school. You go to prep school. You can bang out another two years. Is that? No. I just did one. Okay. And and then I went to a, I went to a junior college in Arizona, man. How was that? That was Fantastic. I, just, of, I feel like there's been a lot of players that went to Arizona. I don't know if it was the school you went to, but like they go to Juco in Arizona and then they get picked up by a big program. Yeah, yeah. That, that was my whole thing. I wasn't getting recruited or nothing. So I just said, all right, I like warm weather. Right. Arizona Western College. Okay. Yuma, Arizona, one of the hottest places on earth. Huh. So I went there. I called the coach. He said, yeah, you we got personally called I him. called him. <laughs> Okay. I said, yo, uh, you know, I got accepted. You know, I enrolled. I'm coming there. I'm, I play ball. I played, you know, whatever in New York. Uh, the coach Brooks Newman, he assistant coach. He said, yeah, we got some ball players here from New York. We got uh, B.J. Carter. We got Dave Truell. We got. I didn't know B.J., but I knew Dave. I was yep. like, oh, that's my man. So I went out there. So you didn't you didn't reach out to them on account of your man. No, you didn't even realize he was there. I didn't know nobody was there. I said, all right, I'll just go go here. So, got there, red-shirted, okay, because the team was already stacked. I said, I'm just going to wait. Red-shirted, was playing in practice with them. Long Beach State was seeing me practice on the team. They started recruiting me, uh, Cal State Fullerton. Hmm. All these, you know, D1 schools would come there because it was a great, it was a good program, right. um, Arizona Western. And NBA ref, Kevin Cutler, who's an NBA ref now, was there. A year before I went. Playing. Playing. Okay. He went to Long Beach State. So Long Beach State uh, recruited me, went home following year, went out there to Long Beach State. On the team at the time, the coaches were uh, Seth Greenberg. Okay. And John, I forget his name, but Seth Greenberg was there. The players were Lucius Harris, who played with the Nets. He was there. Yo, I was... Bugging out that I got this far. Right. I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to be here. I was in the gym watching these motherfuckers. I, excuse me. No, no, I, I get hyped. It's all right. So I'm like, oh, man. The coach, I get there. I try to enroll in classes. My man, Kevin Williams, who's from Brooklyn, is there, too. <laughs> he went to Arizona Western, so I'm like in his dorm room. Lucius Harris comes in. He's like, yo, you going to the school? You coming? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Just, just got to get my scholarship stuff ready. I'll be here next semester. Yep. Go in the office, come back home, and then go back to Long Beach, go in the office. They didn't have my scholarship, men's uh, scholarship, what? basketball stuff ready. They said, well, you can go back to uh, we, we, Compton College. <laughs> I was... I was devastated. As, as, for what? For like a like, semester? Like for a semester or, or like two years. But I know how recruiting yeah, is. Yeah. I would be forgotten yeah, about. Because yeah. I wasn't. Out of sight, out of mind. I wasn't like no all-American cat. So I said I was just devastated. I said, man, I'm not going all week. I'm not going to Compton College. Right. So I, I went back home. And I just started working, man. Yo, but was that like funny business? Like did you ever get to the bottom of what happened with the Well, they, 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 they didn't. Do what they said they were going to oh, do. Oh, they flaked. Right. Okay. And he had my papers in the a file that he pulled out that was supposed to be at the NCAA. Oh. And it was right. He did it right in front of me. I was like, yo, 
Because I went to the bursar. They was like, oh, Mr. Moody, you got to go back. You got a bill. You got to go back, check with men's basketball. Get out. Damn. So you, wow, I was there. I went to the game. They invited me to a, a game at Long Beach Arena. It was U, UNLV against Long Beach State. Larry Johnson was playing. Ah. Greg Anthony. I was I was I was on the floor. I was watching. I was like, I'm I'm here. I'm, I'm playing against these cats next year. I was hyped. And then it then then the balloon bust. So so how so let's talk about that because that experience uh, is valuable. Like so you get there, you go through all this stuff, your hopes get crushed. Yeah. How do you do you leave with I don't know resentment and I mean, you got to be pissed. Yeah, right? I, I, man, I was just. I just was shocked. Yeah. And I came back home and I mean, I just started working and stuff. I, I still was kind of, you know, young or whatever. I started working. I worked for the health department. Mm-hmm. And then Cass was like, yo, man, you're only 20. You should go back to school. Right. I said, all right. So I went back to school, but it wasn't the same, like, you know, basketball right. stuff. So I was just like, let me just, let me just continue. I had a good time. It was great. I got mad memories. Forget it. So you just cut it out. I just I just stopped, just started working, having fun. I still was kind of young. Right. So All I right. was just like you switched. Yeah. You switched into yeah. so, so but you, you went to school. Did you finish college? I finished um what two years? Okay. Yeah, finished did, two was years. Was that an associate? Did you get an yeah, associate? Okay. And then I just started working. I just started focusing on this is gonna be my life. And I'm a play ball. I still play yeah. on some weekend warrior. And, and and that was it. And the summers just played, still played until my body gave up. So, I mean, it's actually, now, the story is kind of sad because you you didn't make it to, right. I mean, that, was, that was a dope story. I just wanted to be D1 on TV yeah. so my mom could see yeah. it. Yeah. That, that was it. <laughs> that would have been. Yeah. No, but not only that, like, to get a, a scholarship to go to school. Yeah. Like, that's not easy to come by. Oh, hell no. Yeah. And trust me when I tell you, I'm still paying for my, my time at UMass. Right. So, <laughs> it's crazy. But, um, so... Like for me, your story isn't uh, a sad one. No, right. No. I mean, the, the dream of playing D one ball right. sucked. Right. But you could have easily fallen completely off the wagon. Yeah. And no. just like ended up like a lot of these sob, sob stories that you hear. Right. You decided I'm gonna have some fun, but I'm gonna go work and try to build a career. Yeah. Yeah. And do some things. Absolutely, man. I mean, it wasn't you know I love basketball, but it it it, it, didn't, it define didn't define you. who I am as a human being. So. I mean, once you, if you don't make it, that means your life is over. Right. Like, that means uh, you crash. Nah, I was just like, yo, I had the best time with this thing, right, man. Right. And it, it took me all over the country. Right. Places I would have never seen if I hadn't picked up a ball. But that rationale is hard for a lot of people to sober up to. Right. Because you grow up playing basketball. And especially, I would say nowadays, probably more than in your era. Mm-hmm. Because from early, these kids are with trainers. They got trainers early. They're in all these programs. Yeah, the the ones that are nice early, they get coddled and yes. bigged up, and their head inflates so young that it's hard for them to cr- come crashing down. Yeah, and and uh, Mr. Q talked about this in the last episode. He was saying, you know, even himself, he fe- fell victim to this. You you are you have this hope and this dream, and you're working toward it, and you you're achieving milestones throughout the way. Right, and then you get to this point where things don't pan out. And then you're still grasping, trying to get to that higher level, right? You know, through you know, a bunch of different places, right? Pro, pro overseas or mm-hmm. development leagues or whatever it is. But ultimately, it comes to a point where either your body gives out 
or the reality has to set in. It's like, look, you, you aged out of right. the opportunity. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But then yeah. by that time, a lot of these cats can't, it's not easy for them to go back to start fresh to try to create and cultivate a career. Right, right. Because you aged out and it's like you, you basically wasted a lot of time. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's hard for you to be real with yourself and be like, yo, that was a waste of time. Right. right. But you know what? Also, um, um, cats should also, also think about overseas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like. Definitely. Like if somebody would have came to me at that age and be like, "Yo, you could play overseas," and offered me, I would have went at twenty one. Because that course. wasn't that really wasn't a thing, right? right? It wasn't as right. yeah. If if later, uh, two thousand four, I went to the Philippines just on some vacation, right? right. And basketball is huge there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm playing ball. I'm I'm scraping these dudes or whatever, and dudes is coming up to me. was like, "Yo, you 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 want to play?" Uh, you could play professional out here. Wow. I was just on vacation. Wow. And you were getting picked up. Yeah, and, and I was like, yo, I called my man home. I said, yo, <laughs> these dudes want me to play, man. I don't know, man. I got, you know, I'm living in New York. I got Did a job. Did they talk about money? Or it was like. He was like, yo, you definitely could play. If you come back. I'll, I'll put you on. Yeah. He said, think about it. And I was like, I was like 30, I'm 30. I was like, nah, man. And it's then, nice out there. Yeah, I know. It's it's, nice. It was it was dope, but I was like, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know. You know, I was like, I'm good. I'm living in, you know, I'm living in Manhattan. This time I got a job. I'm cooling. Right. You know, I, I play on the weekends. Nah. I yeah, just said, nah, nah. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. But if there was a big three opportunity like there is today and they said, yo, what's up? Oh, I would have been. Oh, right. hell yeah. I would have been there. Yo, that's yeah. so dope. Yeah. Big hell yeah. Dope. Shout out to my man, uh, Big Dream Big Hip Hop. Uh, he was covering a lot of that for his podcast. Uh so big up to Paul, Drink Champ Sports for that. Yes, big you up. Uh, big you know, three is dope, no doubt. There was a there was a Nets player, a Brooklyn Nets player, uh, back when KG and Paul Pierce was on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the backup center. Um, his name starts with a B, last name B. He's a black African-American, as uh-huh. far as I know. Um, but he, he ended up going to the Philippines to play professional ball after his NBA career never longer uh-huh. took flight. Uh, I can't remember his name, but... Black. Blank. That's it. Oh, yeah, Andre yeah, Blatch. Yeah. Yo, come here. Give yeah. me some. Brother. I, come on, you, I, I told you. Me. You are. Yo, yo you know what? We got to go up to their podcast and talk some see, shit see. about ball. I, I, yeah, I just I, I want to set the record straight real fast. because yo, yo, I'm so I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> in, in case anybody. I swear I thought I was going to be swimming alone. I just want to. I swear to God I, I thought just, I was going to be swimming alone. I really nah. want people to understand. This guy is multi-talented. I'm what you hear on the I Am Rappaport podcast is just a sliver of what this man is capable of. I'm so happy. So this is why he's dribbling down. Alumni Thank after God. this episode. Yeah, yes, yes. Up one time. Thank you, man. Woo! Hell yeah. We happy to have you for real. All, all sincerity. Like, Thank you, man. Thank you. It's, it's dope to have a clash of like you actually know ball. I know. And you're of it, right? You're yeah. of it, and then you can see the other side of it. I know the culture of it when KD did that sucker shit. To Excuse Mello? me, yeah, my boy. Yo, can can you stop apologizing? Sorry, all right, no, all right. don't apologize again. All right, all right, I won't do it. Number one, yeah, yeah. Because, because you know, the culture of basketball. Unwritten rules. Oh, you said KD, not KD. KG. No, KD. Yeah, I, I thought so too, but that's why I was like, I didn't, KD. didn't finish the story. The unwritten rules of hoops. Yeah. Culture. Me and you on a team. Mm-hmm. And we up 3-1 against Manny. Manny comes back. And me, you, you kicking it to me like, yo, gee, next year, yo, we're going to scrape Manny. Yo, we're going at him. We're going we're gonna to work out all summer. And then I'm like, yo, I don't even tell you. I bounce, I bounce on the team with Manny. That sucking shit right there. Yeah. Okay. Right. Hey. What, what 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 would you feel about me? Oh no, I would feel like you ain't shit. Right. <laughs> right. But, That's the culture of but, it. 
It's but, money involved, but still. No, no, no. And I don't agree. I don't. I, I agree with you. Right. Because I, we come, we come from that same cloth. Right. I come from that. Like yo, I come from yo. Jordan is Bulls. Barkley's Phoenix right. or, or Philly, whatever. Ewing is the Knicks. Right. You know, I, we come from that. Right. Like you loyal, and that's it. Right. I don't want to hear this team shit. But, but I piggyback off the earlier conversation we had about Dwight Howard. Yep. Which is the game has evolved. Okay, the game has evolved, and all the personnel and pieces in it has evolved too. Right. Players at one time were so loyal to their franchise. Whereas now they're like they're loyal to winning. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I do believe, and I, I'm I'm a firm believer that in ten years no one really gonna give a shit. Like, who's, yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, like the player was the player. Was he you good know, or was he not? You know why that actually is true? What? Because the breed of people that we are, yeah, will not be the voice, the louder voice in ten years. Let me tell you something. We are gonna be the voice. Nah. I'm speaking. Nah, I, I speak loud. Have, right and nothing now. against nothing against nah. the millennials. Like, nah, I understand. You know, right, I, but. They're going to be the overwhelming majority. I get right? what you're just I get what generationally, you're trying to say. that's just I get, the way it is. I get, I get what you're and they're going to look at KD's move probably as something relatively passe. Right. Not a big deal. Right. And it's just keep it pushing. But the loyalists of the game that will remain will still have that contentious argument. Because it, it is, as you said, it is sucking shit. Yeah. Right. Like, yo, if you were bad... Now, if you were to tell me, yo... You're gonna miss out on a hundred million dollars if you don't leave. I can't fault him for that. Yeah, but yeah, that's, paper, that goes without saying. The paper was long, no matter how you. Right. No, but it. he was the he. If he had stood, he makes he's standing to make more money. That's what I'm saying. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So, but he left that on the table to leave exactly. and do what he did. Right. Exactly, he wanted to win because he wanted to go team up with the superpowers. Right. So now, I mean, if, you, if you do some LeBron type of business, now right? let's talk about it. Let's so let's talk about it. That's a it. whole different ballgame. You though. think so? I, of course. He formed the un, the mega, the mega, the, the, the freaking. Yeah, but check this glo- out. The Harlem Globetrotters. Check this out. I'm, I'm gonna nah. say I'm gonna say my piece and I'm gonna pass it to the expert because uh, I know Moody got a lot to say. Yeah. So look, you got this right. So let's talk, let's think about Miami first of all, okay. which is the one I think you're alluding yeah, to, right? Of course. So you got Dwayne Wade. At Miami, mm-hmm. in Miami, mm-hmm. then you got uh, Chris Bosh, Chris Bosh coming mm-hmm. from Toronto, and then you mm-hmm. got LeBron. Yeah. So they do their thing and and come form a team. Mm-hmm. Statistically speaking, that's a powerhouse, yeah, right? For sure. But what's fundamentally missing, and this is kind of what we were talking about off air, there's no chemistry yet with that group. Right, first year, first year, there's no chemistry, right? So. Very different than KD's situation where KD is coming to a core group of people. Soup to nuts. One through 15. Everybody's locked in on the same game plan. Mm. Many of them been together for at least two years or more. Right. Right? right. So for you to implement KD. Now, granted, it could go sideways mm-hmm. if he wasn't of the mind to fit in. Right. But they, the team. So you heard when he was in, uh, in the Hamptons, they had those meetings. You heard Steph Curry say it, and you heard Draymond talk about it, and probably the rest of the squad. Yo, KD, it's not about you, me. It's about us, and we're going to make it real comfortable for you to fit in. Yeah. You don't see that kind of thing. So yeah, that culture was solid, and they were ready to include him. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you got that willingness to accept him, which mm-hmm. is rare, right? right? Secondarily, the skill level of all those cats. Yeah. It's, you're cheating, bro. Yeah. It's, it's a cheat sheet. Mm. Yeah. So go ahead, yeah, go ahead, Jimmy. Now, now, when you talk about LeBron, as yeah. far as what he what, I, so I feel like LeBron kind of started the trend for what is today's NBA, as far as just 
you know, jumping ship and forming your own team or joining a mega power or, you know, that kind of trend for this generation. Okay. For this I, generation. Partially right. Now, uh-huh. check this out. When Le- LeBron left Cleveland, contract honored, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Miami, the year before, didn't make the playoffs. Right. So you're not joining a championship team. Fair. You're not joining that. So you, you contract, you're a free agent, you go there with Dwayne Wade, right? Then you, you win. You bring, you, your presence brings a championship, right? Right. The year after. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. My, my thing is, the team wasn't ready-made. Like, they didn't, uh, Golden State didn't need this cat. Right. LeBron went to a team that had, didn't make the playoffs the year before. Right. So that's the difference. Tell them what you mad, son. Yeah, but okay, okay, okay. If we're gonna go, if we hold on, if we're that's gonna, the difference. Okay, but if we, okay, and that's, that's for all fair points. Yeah. But here, again, the team that he, that was the year before is not the same team that he's joining. Recall that Chris Bosh is also going on that team, and you still got a Dwayne Wade who's in his prime, and LeBron James is in his prime. Right. So I just wanted to you know make you understand if Chris Bosh was on that team last year and the same. You know, same rules apply. You act like Chris Bosh is crazy nice. He a Hall of Famer? Hell no. Okay. So, so they call him the Spice Girl, one of the Spice Girls. <laughs> Remember Skip Bayless was calling him that. That's your like, you're not that nice. You not. You think he a big three? Hell no. Yeah, but hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. But you know what? Can I say something? In that t- at that time frame, and we're talking about just in that frame and space of time, he's one of the top tier players in the league. If he's a Hall of Famer or not, listen, that's nah, another discussion. Nah. But that's not where I'm going with it. All right. I'm just saying, you're taking the top three players in the league at that moment in time. Yeah. I'm not saying, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't make that point, baby. Okay, okay, hold on. You got to chill. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> is, is, is Chris Bosh top three? No. I'm saying, what I'm saying is. I wouldn't even put, he's, he may be top 20 at that time. Yo, he, was, he wasn't no, no three. Now y'all, now y'all going Yo, crazy. Chris Bosh was nice. We're going to say he's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going but, top 20. But, but you can't be like, yo. Yo, we're gonna get Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, and Chris Bosh, and Cat's gonna be, oh, where you got Bosh? Nah. <laughs> nobody, nobody's thinking like that. All I'm saying is, <laughs> Chris Bosh in the East was starting the All Star game. Yes. Right? Let's just go I, there. He's nice. Which means he's at least top 10. Right? Okay. That's all I'm saying. Whether he's top one, it doesn't really matter. Remember, you got LeBron James, who you think is the probably, we're all in agreement, he probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest player of all time. Fine. Oh, we're going to get there. Here we go to get there. But hold on. But my point is, he's super, supernatural with his ability. Dwayne Wade as well. So even if you got one of us running, it don't matter. They got an unfair advantage with just those two. Chris Bosh doing 15 points is more than enough. Got you. Do you understand what I'm I saying? I understand. Yeah, he's formidable. And that's all. Uh, yeah. Whether he is a Hall of Famer is really not the point. But then that's when, you not com- when, you, when you're comparing it to Golden State, though, and the KD scenario, now we're talking about a whole different band of married men. Okay, okay, okay. Let's, okay, let's go to KD now. Think okay. about this. Let's be fair to KD. He was greatly influenced by that core of Golden State. It wasn't like Katie was like, going to Golden State, guys. He couldn't beat them cats. No, but I respect that. But remember, Steph, Draymond, Clay, everybody was on board to try to recruit him over. So aside from it looking good, but I, and I'm going to say this, this is from a basketball standpoint. We all we off air. We talked about Russell Westbrook. I don't know if it was on air or off air. We nah, spoke we about were on air. Right. Uh, yeah. Russell Westbrook. I alluded to. Come it. on, 
Russell Westbrook is not easy to play with Russell I, Westbrook. I, I, yeah, You're the point guard, and I haven't seen the ball since the first quarter. Somebody I, give me the ball. I, I give you credit because Westbrook on. is bugged out. That's not fair. And, and I understand KD probably wanted to bounce because of that. Because he knew, like, yo, it's, it's, he makes it harder for us to. Right. We were up three. You were yes. up three one with these yes. dudes. Yes. And and yes. and they were up three one with LeBron, and LeBron came back and beat them dudes. Watch right. them. So. Right. Right. LeBron is that dude, man. No. I and people talk about KD, LeBron. No, nah. No, no compare. Nah. There's no compare. They trying to they trying to leapfrog this dude into being the best player. Nah. Nah, he's not. You not. He's not. Because homeboy beat that team. He's not. He saved the day, yo. I respect. I respect that. Yeah. And you know what? I'm gonna tell you another thing, man. Just the fact that you speaking with passion about your shit, you got that shit. Man. All right, all right. You got that shit on this podcast. <laughs> all right. So, top three. We we definitely need to. All right. Top three all right. But, but I, I want actually. Why don't we have that conversation now? Yeah. I would like to speak after that about the uh, looming trade. The Minnesota War, uh, Timberwolves need to make no, but with he, Jimmy Butler. Okay, he, he mentioned the top three in New York City, which I thought was dope. no. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna talk about. I that. think that's really yeah. interesting too. Let's let's start there and let's, let's work our way up. I like that. So I, I honestly I didn't do my homework to even think about this. Me this is so a big, I can't no, give you one. You mentioned but you two have, names that I was like, oh. But you have way. I think you have more than us just just based on your experience here playing ball. Right. I think you got a better perspective than I think we might even be able to come up with right. just your exposure with the different players. So. Top three New York City, right? Players. Well, and I hope that there's no, there aren't all going to be pros. Because no, I know no, for a man. fact. No, I, no, I, here's why I say that. Here's why I say that. There's a lot of cats that are amazing. The legend of those people are, is amazing. I see. They never set a foot yeah. in the pro league. But, yeah. you know, but, but, but we talk about New York State, the history of New York State. Right. It could. Arguably, it could be interchangeable between Kenny Anderson and Kareem. Okay. So you could, either one, you can't go wrong. I got, I saw this dude, and he's, and he's my height, little, whatever. I got him as number one. Who's that? Kenny Anderson. Okay. Kareem could be number one, but I, I got him too, and I seen Pearl Washington, and I seen mm. the, the, the aura around him, and I seen, and Kenny Anderson surpassed Kareem in points, and, uh, Yo, that's my three, man. Kenny Anderson, Kareem, or some days it could be Kareem, Kenny Anderson, and Pearl Washington because I seen them dudes, them two dudes with my own eyes, and I seen the the, the crowds around and how people, man, it, it, it was special. So that that's it for me. I, I just feel, I, I feel like, listen, I, I watched, I'm going to share this disclaimer. My first ever introduction to an NBA game was a Nets game with Kenny Anderson at that mm -hmm. point. Right. So, I was mesmerized. This is, this is 1995, I want to say. Drazen. Drazen Petrovic was yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh, Portland Trailblazers were playing Kyle Drexler. And, that, and I was like was mesmerized. I, I feel like I was there. You probably were. Yeah, George was there. George was there. Yeah, yeah George. So, Dominic, Dominic, man. Shout out to all my uh, George, you know, middle George school. Ramos yeah, and, uh, George. And, and Larry Villar. Wow. Love. Yo, yeah. I did not know your last name. I hope you guys are <laughs> watching. That's, watch, a, that's our elementary school. Uh, yeah, middle school. It's no longer man. there, but, but uh, elementary school. Yeah, they took us on a, on a field trip, and that's how we got. I got exposed to Kenny really? Anderson. Like okay. I saw him on TV, but like that was like, oh, I'm yeah. hooked to the right. NBA. Like I'm hooked. Sam Bowie was there, etc. Right. But the point being is like, yo, I never in my life thought I would hear on the same top three. Kenny Anderson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The fact that you put those two together, and I respect you for it because I, I know what you're saying. Like 
you have a good like the history right. of New York you, State. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like right. your, your teeth are sunk into it. So I respect. Kareem it. never he didn't lose in high school in yeah. four years. No. That, so so that's who's, the, who's, the, who's the third? You would say you, so said, you said Pearl, Pearl Washington. Washington. Just for yo the play, handle, the ill handle, the, the just yo playing the Knicks, right? Oh no, we played Nets and then Miami Heat. No, I'm saying the Pearl Pearl Washington. Pearl yeah. Washington Nets. Yeah, Nets and Heat. Okay. Yeah. You when give ex- me some years. The expansion. He, of the uh, he flamed out kind of quick in the league because he couldn't really shoot. Oh, I see. Okay. But his handle and his you know his little overweight, little I pudgy. See. Okay. But. That's an icon, and I saw him through high school and the impact, incredible. So I, I would put him and so many others, but yo, for that impact, it has to be Pearl, Kenny, Kareem what, Abdul Jabbar. What about Dr. J? He's there, man. Oh, yo, you said Kemba's. Who? Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker. Yeah, but you can't put him over them. But no, no, I'm, I'm just saying, saying yeah, I'm I know, the list, the list. But yeah, the wait, 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 Dr. J? We're not talking about Dr. J in the top three. Jay, Joe Hammond. Not, I, heard not, Joe, I heard Joe Hammond. He was nice. He was yeah. a beast. But well, you're saying it from your perspective as yeah. far as your eyes could see. No, I'm saying when you for records yeah. and and what you did in high school. I see. Right. I see. And 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 your the aura mm-hmm. and your record. You, did you lose any games? And 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 Kareem hardly lost. Kenny Anderson and they all won state and got the most points. Yeah. Yo. I, I seen them dudes, man. I seen Pearl and I seen Kenny Anderson. And I've never. Rod Strickland was nice too. Yeah. But these dudes had a. It was something else. You, you know, you touched on something that really, really, really makes me respect what your, your perspective. Because for a long time, I used to look at it, it was NBA or nothing. Right. You know, for a long time as a kid, as a child. Me too. You know, right. we grew up in that kind of like you're the NBA or you ain't shit. Right. But now, when you say you talk about Pearl Washington just now, you were like, yeah, he kind of flamed out. Right. In the NBA, and I'm like, yeah, because he didn't have a jump shot; it was a little pudgy. Right. But it makes me appreciate the game even more because you saw you saw that transition from from you know youth to like NBA, and right. it was like, yeah. He didn't quite pan out in right. the NBA, but that don't mean that don't negate that legacy he left behind, Absolutely. which I Syracuse, feel yeah. super dope. And I want to say thank you for that because it's just sometimes, and I'm sure I'm not the only child thinking that. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of youth out there that think if you don't make it to the NBA, you ain't shit. Yeah, sure. nah, and no. you know, because but that also has to do with like media. That's the, a lot of things. You know, but that so so what you're just talking about right now is the whole premise of why we're doing this podcast mm. because there's a lot of of that, right? Mm-hmm. So like we grew up thinking the NBA was it. Right. right, so we missed out on a lot of college, and even locally, our, you right. know, yeah, outside yeah. of the people that we hung out with, right. you weren't really all that exposed to the city of New York basketball. Oh, right. man, like we would hear things, but like I know there's so many stories, and I'm only beginning to understand—not beginning, but I'm understanding that more the older I get. Right, right. and I I don't know of a forum where you have that documented where you can have those you stories yeah. told. You guys, this is great that you guys thought of this stuff because. Uh, yeah. Anytime guys who play ball, when we all get around each other, we always talk about who was crazy nice, who didn't right. make it, or whatever. Right. So, man, this is great, uh, great podcast, yo. Thank, Thank you, man. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You. I want because we all do it. We all talk about where we played, and, yeah. and you know, right. and even if you ain't make the league, you played against dudes in the yeah. league, right. you bust their ass, right? And, you know? <laughs> so, but, but to me, that's that's value, right? Like, right. I don't look at people who were competitive and you know super dope coming up right. that didn't make college or the pros as a wash 
Like I look at that, yo, you just steel sharpening steel the whole way. Right. right and right. some people were able to etch out and find their lane. Right. right. That doesn't mean you whack. Yeah, just, exactly. Right. You exactly. you help the next man get to the next right. level. Right. You know, it also has to do with influence. And you probably had, you know, they, they had great influence, they had great parents behind them pushing them all through, maybe the resources they had, etc. Right. There's a lot of factors. Yeah, there's a lot of factors. You know what I mean? You had to kind of be lucky too. And, and, and someone also, saw you. Also your 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 talent level too, mm-hmm. man. I mean, like you could see certain players, you could just see it, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you got to have a special talent to get to that league, man. Right. That's the ultimate yeah, league, that's right? That's the pinnacle. Right. And, and your talent, because if you get there, you'll flame out. Right. Because everybody's nice. Yeah. Right. You know, you, you got you to gotta be able to shoot. Right. And if you're crazy nice in college or whatever, you get to the NBA, you you might, yo, you're not that nice here. Right. Like, we don't run plays for you. It's an, It's a star. Right, and you you just you nice too, but but it's another it's another level of basketball. Right, just like Larry Brown once said, he said, "Yo, the Olympics and NBA are like two different sports." Right, you right. know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's a fact. Yeah, so just like the playoffs and regular season, it's a totally different game. So it, when when I got to the college, you start seeing like really like yo, yo, yo you do crop. Yeah, you got to be you, your talent got to match. That so right. you can stay in it, right? You know. Well, when you speak of man, I, I want to say because I feel like you have to kind of adjust, and I want to throw a uh, Carmelo Anthony out there mm-hmm. for a reason that oh, I, I feel like Carmelo. I'm about to say, I'm about to get. Yeah, I'm sure you got a lot. We all I'm I'll, sure I'll be, we should. I'll be brief with Carmelo. <laughs> yeah, but here's my point. <laughs> Carmelo was, you know, you know, coming out of Syracuse. I was a huge, I'm a huge Syracuse Orangeman guy. Right. I saw him play, winning a championship, et cetera. The hype, everything, you know, was, you know, he deserved it. He right. earned it coming in, right? Right. You didn't quite meet the standard of a LeBron ex- or everyone expected you to be the superstar of the league or at least one of, right? Right. Never quite met that. Yes, you're a great scorer, but never really won anything. The point being is, I feel. Now in your later years, you know, you know you're not the man no more. They were talking about him coming off the bench. He don't want to hear it. It's like, my man, there's a guy that does not want to accept who he is and what he is. Never did. Or else I felt he could have won because that talent level was there. This is about, do you want to play amongst your team and win? Like, I feel like that's where LeBron, that's where LeBron comes in. His IQ, it's like, yes, I could do, I could score 80 points a game if I really wanted to, if I'm LeBron James. But it's not about that. Absolutely. And that's why I feel like that's a winning mentality. Like, yeah, I'm going to score 30. You're going to get, I'm going to get you 10 assists. You go over here from the bench, going to score 10, 15, 20, and we're going to win this game. Right, right, absolutely. And I'm going to push you along the way and encourage you and talk talk my shit to you. But I feel like Carmelo, Carmelo was that. What's your point since he's a Nick, a former Nick? I'll be short with it. it this, this shows you what he's, what, what he's about. Right. He don't care about winning. Right. All he cares about is starting. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So every team he goes to is like, yo, oh, my cachet is this. I'm this right. and that. Yo. Right. Although he, I'm 33 years old, I'm at the, on the sunset of my career. Mm-hmm. Usually, when you're, when you're a normal thinking guy, you'd you be like, yo, I just want to fit in. I wanna, yeah. I wanna right? Because yo, yo, maybe I could get a championship. So I'm going to do whatever they want. Maybe get 15 points. Boom. You could get a chip like that and it's not... It's not a, like you piggyback. Nah, you, you fit you into the crew. It. You earned it, yeah. This dude gets insulted if the coach says, yo, Come off yo, the if there's younger players, you you at the sunset, but we still need you. Mm-hmm. But yo, you give us 10, 10, 15 points, we good money. You can get us over the hump. Nah, man, nah, I'm right. starting. Right. See? 
that mindset, you'll never win. That's right. You'll be you'll be shuttled out of Houston soon too. That's right. That's because right. they're not you're not getting the ball as much. Right. Right. You're not that uh, number one or number two option. Nope. Nah. So how is that going to set with him? Yeah. Knowing the attitude. Right. See. That's why it's like Iverson. You'll be shuttled out oh, of the league. Oh man, that's a great yo, I, I mean, right? I, I, good comparison. I uh, I gotta say, when he was when talk of him coming to New York was was happening, I was ecstatic. When I realized what we gave up, and not years down the road, when right. I heard the announcement of what the trade package was, right, I was in shambles. I was. I don't at that moment in time, and that's why I give Scott Perry and. Uh, and uh, Stephen Mills some credit right now because the way it seems like so far, they're not willing to sacrifice the consistency in building a team, what I consider to be the best way we've we've tried to do it right. in, in many years, um, for the sake of a of a quick potential blip. So with this whole you know what's happening now as far as you know Jimmy Butler trade, I'm a little I'm actually pretty confident that they're going to do the right thing right. and not pick him up. <laughs> but but I back then it was like I was like yo what the hell are we doing yeah like, give up the farm for this give up the whole farm right. and if you look at what you know where those people ended up right I mean you got a lot of great caliber players that if right. we would have nurtured who knows what could have happened yeah all this thing is just scoring so what man right so what right. yeah LeBron you can never mention these guys in the same sentence nah. LeBron brought look at the team he brought to the finals last year right. look at that 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 sums it up you don't have to say anything else that's right this guy if you put him if you change the roles and put Carmelo there they don't make the no playoffs way. no way because you're not a team guy yep. you just want to stuff the stats with scoring you don't want to defend guys right. yes. rebound yes. LeBron is a, is a jack of all trades assists rebounding uh, scoring mm -hmm. brings the ball up, yep. blocks. Yep. This is this this player shouldn't be mentioned in, yep. in any uh, with, with anybody else I, I unless almost, you could do all of that. I yes, almost sir. feel bad because you got James Harden, you got Chris Paul, and now you got Carmelo Anthony. Chris Paul and Carmelo Anthony obviously has been reported forever. Well, yeah, how close they are. Yeah. I hope this doesn't damage their friendship because it it has the potential to do so. Yeah. You already got. I mean, James Harden. It's his crew. It's his team. It's his crew. Exactly. You know how many times he shoots? It's his, his, exactly. Now, can you can can a guy with Carmelo's attitude can he stand for that? Because he was with Westbrook. Westbrook wasn't wasn't given nothing. Right. And then the towel goes over his head. Right. You see? Right. It's coming soon. This year, yeah. it's coming. <laughs> he don't know. He don't know to how to be a role player because he can't accept the fact that he's not the man anymore. But you know what's funny? He never played like the man. Because no. a man is the winner, right. and he ain't never been a winner. His thing is putting the ball in the basket. In the That's it, but and I, not defending. But yeah. I, I seen him. I seen him at the Garden. Ole, yeah. yeah, the Ole style. That's right. And act like and just like act like you playing D. Yeah. That's what it is. Because defense be. is a desire. That's right. Yo, I gotta be like yo. I, I'm I'm moving. I'm moving my hips. I'm stopping you. Yes. You got a desire to yes. do that. That's right. That's same same with rebounding. Yeah. You gotta like you gotta you gotta want it. Yeah. But let me touch on the, I think the reason why the New York Knicks at that time mortgaged the franchise for for Melo. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's the Big Apple, and this is about business. Right. He's a star name. Right. There's a lot of suits 
in, in the garden that don't know really, they're not the nitty gritty fan like we are. Right. Like we know the game. Right. We want to, we're actually in it. We of it. We, we know that he ain't playing D. There's a lot of suits up there just drinking cocktails. Right, right. You know, let's be real. You know of what course, I mean? Yeah. They, they dress up the garden real pretty with all these people and some celebrities. And I'm not hating, man. You know what I mean? If you need an extra person up there, I'm in there. <laughs> but the point being, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Right. Is that he's a name, you know, he's a big name at that time. And unbeknownst to them, he's not a winner, but he's a name. So yeah, yeah, that brings the, credibility. The yeah. garden has been a, a destination for tourists, no matter who was on That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Forever. That's a tourist. The world's most so, famous arena. That's right. right. Yeah. And, and so, but to your point, that's probably what James Dolan was thinking. Like, yeah, damn, sure. yeah. you know, Business our numbers was looking kind of marquee name. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter. I I've been there where it's trashed. The whole squad is trashed. Yeah. Right. And that thing was packed out. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's always sold out. And you're talking about a global audience. <laughs> yeah. people, right. people buy packages overseas. I know people in Argentina right now, they're like, yo, yeah, we watch the Knicks. That's crazy. Right. They they find a way to watch the Knicks. Right, right. That's crazy. Satellite. It's, it's nuts. It's global. Yep. So sticking with the NBA. Okay. You and I had a conversation. Yep. When uh, I first met you mm-hmm. at your crib, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And you, I won't ever forget that conversation because you you had like a a hidden agenda. <laughs> I won't. It wasn't that diabolical or devious, but but it was very thoughtful in the way you portrayed it. So you know, you asked me a very simple question: Who are your top three ever in the NBA? I love that. Now, I have to give, I guess, a, a disclaimer. I am a devout. Charles Oakley, loyalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you said that. I was and like, so, what? And so, and so my south. answer. This is going south. My answer, and obviously, this is yeah. not what you're asking, but yeah. my, I always talk about Charles Oakley like he is the greatest player in the world. Not because he actually is statistically, but because the heart, mm-hmm. the grit, and the grind of that man. He's yeah, he's a favorite. I, yeah. I he's a New York Nick. He's a favorite. Sure. I'm yeah. sure there are like others. John Starks. But yeah. the guy, yes, but the guy was just. I, I don't know. The, yeah. I fell in love with basketball because of the him. way he played it. Right? He yeah. would. He he would stop at nothing. Right. To get that rebound yeah. or to box out or to and do defend what he needs teammates. To do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. So so I want you. I guess ask, why don't you ask Emilio? I don't think he he's had that conversation. Yeah. With you. Who's have your, that dialogue? Who is your top three NBA players of all time? Yo, so um, I heard your answers. <laughs> so, I told you? Yeah, I'm out of the car. All right. So I loved your answers. I'm going to give you mine. Um, I never thought about this answer before, but I love, I love, I love the fact that you mentioned Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. I'm going to swipe that from you. I'm going I'm I'm to I'm change one out because I'm not ready to give it to the king yet. Okay. I'm not ready. for. I'm just not ready. I will say Kareem... MJ, and I'm gonna have to go with Bill Russell. No, oh, hell no. How? No. Just because he won a lot of championships. Can I say something to you? But because yeah, I need I need some rationale because that's that's a little. All right. Well, I'm gonna well, explain. I'm gonna I'm gonna explain why I say yeah, what I'm saying. Again, keep this in mind. We gotta keep in mind with errors. errors. Right? Got it. Stay true to that. I know it's difficult because we're coming from 2018 and the man played in the 50s. You know, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I think of who changed the game. Like, 
All these players changed the game. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Scott, excuse me, Skyhook changed the game. Michael Jordan's face changed the game. Bill Russell, he was at a time when he was blocking shots. People wasn't dunking. You understand? He changed the game the way the rules are played. He changed the game. But it's not just because he's talented. Mm-hmm. He controlled the game, period. You understand? Okay. He dominated the game. There's You don't win 11 championships just because. I, I don't care if you win 11 championships. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, ladies and boys and girls. I don't care if you win 11 championships in middle school. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or high school. You know what I'm saying? It's not easy. Right I, or wrong? No, you're right. It's you're not right. easy. Right. In any, I don't care if we play it right now. I, will, I don't know if I can win. 11 straight on you right now. now you understand what I'm saying I to you? I hear you. Now, I hear you. let me say one more yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Now, when he was playing, when he started, okay, they segregated a lot of a, a percentage of the population who's proven to be the best at this game okay. wasn't in the league because they couldn't play. So he wasn't playing against his peers right. early on. Okay. Cause they didn't have, they didn't allow black people. It was like a few motherfuckers, a few cats in there, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you win the championships against these insurance salesmen and all that. <laughs> I, I reject, I reject a lot of those championships, B. That doesn't count. I'm sorry. Some of the championships, <laughs> you gotta have an asterisk next to that. Yeah. Because they didn't allow black folks in. So you're not playing against the cats around your way who's crazy nice. You're playing against dudes that, like I said, insurance salesmen. <laughs> look, look, go, go look at the footage. Go look at it. He's the only black dude on the court. Yeah. Yo, you're right, though. I'm just thinking about like the haircut. Yeah. You just put a briefcase on him and then yo, you're right. I'm saying, I'm not taking away from him. He's nice. He won champ, But, yo, when you were playing, they didn't allow black people to play a lot. You were like one of, of three of them. Right. right. So we, we can't, yo, if, if if we're not playing against the best, mm-hmm. yo, how, how I'm going to judge you? Can I, all right, let me, let me just, <laughs> yeah, I, love, right? I love your point. I love your point. Especially in the beginning of his career, I agree with you. Yeah, you got to give me. But I want to say this to you, to both of you. He played against Will Chamberlain. Toward the end. Toward the end, which had a Hall of Fame team. Right? Yeah. These guys were Jerry West. He uh, did his Havlicek, thing. Uh, not Havlicek, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think Havlicek. Yeah. Um, I, I'm forgetting names right now. The small forward. The point is that team was legendary. Yeah, right? he did, they did right. good. My, and with that said, Will Chamberlain, I looked it up. Will Chamberlain was putting up like 25 points and 25 rebounds. All right? It was insane. Incredible. But the Celtics were dominating them. And I'm talking about winning as far as like right. the series, winning the championships, et cetera. I, think, I, think, I want to say the Lakers won one championship versus four. Right. Don't quote me on that. The point being is, like you said about LeBron James. Yo, don't, don't worry about quoting. We're with the king of no, no fact checking. No fact checking. Uh, <laughs> We're we, we probably going to have to start borrowing that. <laughs> no fact I don't want to be fact checking. Yeah, no, no, I, no, we ain't doing that. No, I want to take, take that last line he said about uh, what we said. Insurance uh, sure <laughs> Yo, but I'm saying you gotta that, that that cannot be left out. That has to be factored in. I, I do, and then people leave it out. I don't leave me, that out. Let me ask you this: So to, when he played Will, what was uh, his stat line looking like? So he, so so I, I want to say it was in the same, with the exception of rebounds, wasn't as high. It was probably I want to say it was like it, it probably both had twenty something. 
he probably had 18 to, to Wilt's eight, uh, 25 rebounds. Got it. In that, in that ballpark. But the points, but, the points were all But the at that time, they weren't, they weren't uh, considering blocks. Like, that wasn't, a, that wasn't actually right, factored stat. in. Yeah, right, it wasn't right. a stat at that time. And the shot clock wasn't there either. And the shot clock. So, so there's a lot. So, uh, you know, you would figure he was probably up there in blocks too because he's the man, like, kind of invented blocking, so right, to speak. Right. Like, people did, it was like a phenomenon like, at that time. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, this guy just did that. Like, what do we do with that? You know what I mean? Again... I respect what you're saying, and I and again, this is another thing I had to do because I used to get I used to get heated arguments with a cousin of mine, who like we just be basket like this was my thing, you, right. you know. We talked off air about talking basketball right. was the thing you did with your friends, and it turned into a podcast. But George Mikan was a guy that I used to play in the early stages, like I want to say in the cutoff between when Bill was starting out. I think that was like the. 40s? Yeah. Right, but 40s, they, yeah, they, did, they did like meet. Overlap, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they, it was an overlap there. So George Mikan at that time, kind of like the, the I want to say the, the oh man, poor, the poor man's Kareem as far as hook shots. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a poor man, you know yeah. what I mean? But at that time, he was a great, he was a great, he was right. a heavyweight at that moment. Right. They did match up, and again, Bill Russell, would he was overtaking whatever was in front of him. Granted, I understand what you're saying. I'm not saying he played against everybody. I liken that to Jackie Robinson when he came in. He wasn't, you know, all his peers weren't playing because they had the, you know, the, the, I, yeah. I get it. Right, right. I get it. But at the same time, you can't, you can't undo what, what's no, been I, done. No, I know. I'm saying you know, I'm giving the props. You got yeah. you to you play what's in front of you. Right, you know what right. I mean? And I just feel like, again, I go back to you win 11 championships and you're the star player. I don't care if you play in kindergarten. I don't care if you're playing in the rec oh, league. Nah. I don't care if you play. Let's Yo, the competition. You as good as that competition, you, right? But but you. It's true. You, I Yo, that's it. what I'm saying. If if they are are discriminating, not letting a segment of the population I play. I respect that. I respect that. Yo, I gotta judge you on that, man. So that, I, we cannot just leave that out. <laughs> I respect that. Damn, it's fun. It's unfair. What are, we doing with, what are we doing with those? So we're going to throw away those 11? How no, no, I, I'm not. You, I'm giving them the How championships. many championships? Because you said, uh, I like what you said. Asterisk, yo. But how many, how many <laughs> are you taking away? How many are you taking away? Well, we got to see when, when, when it started. And we got to look at the makeup. Oh, we're going to have him back because, on the yeah, show. We're going to have him back on the show. Because this is, this is not unfinished, unfinished business. All right, let's do it, man. It's ridiculous, man. Nah, my man, my, Bill. I hope you still alive, man. Yeah, I want you on the show, too. Let's get you, because we didn't get you. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's going yours. Kareem. MJ, LeBron James. In that order? It, it could be Michael Jordan, number one, because of the economics he brought into it. Basically, mm-hmm. he brought the sneaker culture yep. into, into the four. Mm-hmm. So for that, with the economics and making the game a global game, that would put him over Kareem. Okay. So you could go MJ, Kareem, LeBron James. That's it. Hey. I mean, you're bringing in factors outside of the game of basketball, but I think they're relevant because yeah, yeah, of right. yeah, yeah, yeah. the elevation of the game. game. Exactly. It, it, it propels the game. That's exactly. true. So you are number one because of that. Right. Yeah, yeah you right. ushered it. Right? You, that propels you upward. But, but even, <laughs> and just to kind of tie it back to, to the podcast a little bit, like the cultural significance also is yeah. substantial yeah. because now you've, you've evolved the game. You just him on his own on the on the court. You've now taken the game global. You you've ushered in the advent of sneakers in a major way. Yeah. And now when you turn around, I mean the sneaker deals are insane. Based on him. Right. And he's still one of the few that has his own brand. Yeah. You know, I mean there's, all, there's not that many of them. In the in, in the game of basketball, he's number one. And the economics and what he's done make puts him over Korea. Yeah. 
Yeah, I see that. You see what I'm saying? Like, because all that mixed in, oh, Kareem didn't do all that. Right. Yeah. You number one. Kareem got all the points and he's, you know, nice and everything as far as like the basketball, but mm-hmm. you didn't bring in sneaker culture. Yeah. Right. You didn't have all the ill commercials. Right. Michael Jordan. I do respect that. I do, again. I, I, <clears throat> oh, yeah, you picked. I picked Bill Russell, Kareem, oh, yeah. and, and Jordan. But no, but no, 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 no. But listen, <laughs> let me, let me, you know, it, I, listen. I, you you want to re- rethink Bill Russell? Hey, or you hey, hey, no, look, I don't, I don't. Yo, I, I, yo. Said, I said Charles Oakley, LeBron. Yeah, because and Jordan. yeah, we are. So I know off top, oh, I'm out the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you said Oakley, no, like, no, oh, what are you talking about? I know, but yo, but that's hey, a favorite. I'm not. But listen, you know what? And let me be fair about two things. First of all, is the big man, right? The marketability that that Jordan had was his airness. He had already an aura about him, yeah. like that was like defied humanity, yeah, man. Like he was walking yeah. in the air. He yeah. was doing things that we. I still don't understand what I'm seeing. Uh-huh. I still can't. I look on YouTube. I don't understand what's going on in this picture. He's yeah. gliding. So he had this thing about him. He had a, a, a pizzazz, a charisma about him, right. a confidence about him. All these factors about him that on top of that, he backed it up on the court and he dumped it on your face if he didn't like the shit he was talking. Yeah. <laughs> Not too many people have that kind of like that, that, that bravado. That, right? that, that, so I respect everything you said. I think he deserves that. And I actually, until you brought that up. Stat for stat, I was like, yo, why is Kareem not being mentioned here? Right. Because I was like, yo, Kareem has... But now, let me factor in the big man. Now, seven-footer, you're not going to be as agile. So you're not... You're not expect, we expect big men to be big and doofy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, was, I didn't been called that when I was a kid. You know, he's doofy ass, you know? <laughs> oh, that's what I said when I saw you. Oh, <laughs> shit. I don't know why I'm throwing out vomit. <laughs> Wait. Uh, can I take that back? <laughs> um... We didn't talk about Jim Butler yet. Okay. And we're getting to the end of this because I don't want to I don't want right. to keep you out too late. Because yeah, I gotta yeah. bounce soon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think you heard my thoughts on on what that looks like. especially when it comes to the New York Knicks. I hope he goes to the Nets. I'm okay him going to Brooklyn. No disrespect to the Brooklyn Knights. <laughs> yo, take him. All right. Where does he want to go? I'm not I'm not privy. It sounds like it sounds like the teams that he mentioned were the Clippers, New York Knicks, and the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. But supposedly there's a bunch of teams trying to jump in and figure right. something out. I I just I can't go through I don't like I said, I don't think Steve Mills and Scott Perry are gonna make the bonehead play and give away choice pieces. No. Nah. They already have. done that. They already right. went yeah. down that yeah. road. Yeah. 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 Right. right. The worst that I can see happening is some sort of deal with Courtney Lee, but I don't think that's gonna be enough right. for something to to pop off. Like if, if it's one of those situations where we're not giving up much to anything at all, yeah, we'll take them. Right. But I'm more interested in building a chemistry with relatively young pieces that will hopefully look something like what Golden State was able to do. Yeah, I I, I hope so because uh, yo, Golden State looks like this is going to be happening for a long time. Yeah, this is a, a and and LeBron is in the mix now. So based on the history, they might be in the finals. Right. Based on history, right. I, I don't think so. But I you, you can't count them out. Nine straight. So, based on the history, this cat either Western Conference Finals or the big thing. Yeah, the big game. This yeah. dude brought me, you, you, and two other cats to the finals. <laughs> <laughs> I never looked at it like Yo, that. Man, You're I right. Shoot though, man. Right? Shoot right. You're so, right. Like, yeah, all right. So, what? We're still going to the finals. Whatever, whatever you can do, it doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, I'm a hell of a water boy. Right. I'm Yo. a hell of a water boy. <laughs> 
Think about that. He lost Kyrie. Kyrie ain't going to the finals. He got yeah. hurt, but he he wasn't there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Kyrie ain't there. Means nothing. That dude is special, man. I agree. And no. the cats don't want to give him that. I agree with because that. they don't they don't like him personally for whatever reason. Uh, and but that, as a hooper, if you play ball, you know this dude. Yo, you know how hard it is just to rock one position, yo. Yeah. To to be leader in assists, leader in blocks, leader in uh, scoring. On the same team, yo. People don't want to acknowledge that. That's because you don't really understand how hard it is. Yeah, to dominate like that. And you probably never played. No. Yeah. It's hard. That game is like, yo, a point guard, like, yo, I'm distributing. These other cats can do it. This dude, like, yo, I'll do that and that and that. You just help a little. Right. We'll get to the finals. <laughs> you ever seen you ever seen somebody like that? Never. 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 No. You're right. You're right, and if that's what you want to do with top three, I respect <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, this way, this guy. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let's close. I'm not taking Bill. Jimmy Butler. What's your take? And then I want your take. All right. I, he wants to be traded, right? Yeah. His contract suppose, is up. That's the rumor. Yeah. His, his contract's up next year, but he wants out year. now. Right. Oh, he wants out now. He wants yeah, out. He's in Minnesota. The, the rumor is. Him and Big Cat aren't getting along. And Andrew and Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. He doesn't like the way they carry themselves. <laughs> He's more like, I guess, in, in demeanor and the way he loves the game, an old school mentality. He thinks that these cats are not, not really, not working. Not really yeah. about the game. About, All right, well, about winning, about winning. Well, okay, if management is going to trade you, then, then, then they'll do it. But what if they don't? Right. Yeah. You got to play it out. It's, it's, it's your profession. It's your job. Get out there and do your thing. You like basketball, right? F these guys, but man. Do you, but do you think management would risk having a cancerous relationship with arguably the superstars of the team? If, if I was the management, I, I all right, you, you know, we're gonna we're gonna shuttle you out because right. I don't want you don't it want to that. implode right, right now. Right. So, yo, I would do it if I if I'm the, the the management and the money. I'm like, okay, but I don't want the team to go downhill. Right. So we're gonna send you to where you want to go. What's your prediction though? Three teams. Clippers, Nets, Knicks. Clippers suck now, right? Everybody's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't really have much. Um, Nets. You think Nets? Come that, to BK because the Knicks. Big for the, th- the for history the of the Knicks is like, yo, he's gonna his if he comes here, yeah. his talent level gonna go downhill. Yeah. City. right? Yeah. Just like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. he comes here, breaks his leg. <laughs> Right? Yo, I, I'm, I'm laughing not to cry. Right. Think about everybody that came in and boom, go downhill. So I don't want that history for this dude. Go to the Nets. Go to BK. See what happens, man. Yeah. I see? mean, I think he has a shot. Although yeah, I love yeah. David Fisdale, I think Kenny Atkinson may not be a bad deal for him. Look, Carmelo came here. He ruined the chemistry right. between what Jeremy Lin and, and Stoudemire yeah, and these right. dudes. Yeah. They were rocking, right? Yeah, they were With, uh, rocking. Who's that? Felton? With that yeah. pick and roll, yeah. that was rocking. Yeah. Carmelo comes. That's it. That's it. That's it. Ruined it. Yep. A cancer. Yep. I agree. How about you? So as far as Jimmy, I look at Jimmy Butler's situation like Kawhi Leonard. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Kawhi. He yeah. was in San Antonio. Yeah. Ended up in um, Toronto. Toronto. So I think he does get moved. I don't think the Knicks, Knicks or the Nets get him. You for think the, it's Clippers? I think it might be the Clippers. I, uh, yeah, out of those three, because. 
the Nets already went through something similar where they gave the mortgage a franchise with with, with uh, Kevin KNG. They, they're already coming out of. They still got that that Boston, cloud. Boston still that cloud is still they, they never even made the play. Did they make the playoffs? Nah, nah they with, with, with them three. Nah, nah I don't. That was a ninety nine cent big three. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't even make the playoffs. What kind of big three is that? <laughs> and like, yeah, remember the press conference? Like, yeah, we're going to do all this. They did nah, nothing. <laughs> so they, they, they're not. Well, like, what else do you have? Like, you already mortgaged everything. So they, they, even if they are interested, they might be interested in free agency next year. But this year, to give up even one player, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it makes sense. The yeah. Knicks also, like, they just got a rookie. Like, you're not, like, you're not in no position to be, like, Mortgage and anything. Yeah, you yeah. need some credibility with people yeah. that actually follow the game, like yourself. Right. Which you've—they've already alienated a lot of true New York Knicks fans, right? Yeah, you got to get a team. It doesn't like they had Carmelo, they had Stoudemire. You have right. to have a team. You can't just have they bring in one marquee guy and right. think, oh, we're gonna be nah. Right. Look at the. Golden State. Right. Even though all them dudes is nice, nah. but that ball flies around yeah. the ball. That's right. Harley hits the ground. That's right. Because cats know how to play. That's right. Carmelo, me, I'll dribble until the shot clock goes down and I have to shoot. Yeah. Seven <laughs> seconds left. Oh, 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 oh sorry. Oh, what was me? jump pass. Oh, yeah, then you're like, oh. <laughs> I, 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 wanna, I just want to say this because he brought up the big three a lot today. We're going to challenge your ass to a three-on-three game. Yo. Like I said on my pockets, just give me some time to get in shape. Uh, how, how much, much do you need? need? I need about two months, yo. Damn. Damn. Yo, 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 get up, yo. Yo, come on, man. I'm 49. I'm sure man. there's a gym in here somewhere. Yo, give me, <laughs> give me about two months to run some three-man so Damn. I don't get that pain in my gut, like Richard Price said, where, <laughs> where, where it just stops you. All right. We're going to give you your time. We're going to give you all the time all right, you need. All right. All right. Well, Modi. I appreciate you, brother. Thank, thank you so you, much. Thank for you for being. Thank you for time being for us. I yes, really man. Thank you, man. I really appreciate this. Thank man. you, I man. It. Yeah, man. It was so, good. Um, we're gonna put this out, and I fully expect to get uh, bombarded by the by the Moody fan fan base. Oh, no, sorry, part of the left. Yeah, 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 man. Yo, put it out. We're gonna play ball. No, too. no. I just yeah. want to say this. Um, I want you to plug in your podcast for all viewers yeah, who may not be privy about your podcast. As okay, far as um, yours. I I am Rappaport Podcast. We've been rocking for four and a half years. You can check us out on all platforms, iTunes, uh, all, all of them. Google okay. Play, the whole night. Yeah, and um. My podcast is coming up okay. shortly. I, I'm not making no announcements. Okay, anything, okay, but okay. We still in the works with that. Dope. So uh, is that is that exclusive? Yeah, I'm giving y'all exclusive. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Hell first yeah. time, ever, first yeah, time. It's, it's yeah. called this, that, and the third with G Moody. Really? Dribble and Dimes is recorded on location at the Renaissance Youth Center in the Bronx. For more information on the center and all the amazing things it does for the youth of the Bronx, please visit www.renaissanceyouth.org. Check us out on social media as well. We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribbling Dimes. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now.